Hour Podcast. Yes, I am back. Vegas Life, twice as buff. Tyler Baker. And, of course, with me as always is the Ozzy Osbourne of the, of the He-Man fan community. The Rotten Amato, the Dumpster Diver. That's his finisher, the Dumpster Diver. Joe Amato. <laughs> What's going on, T-Rex? How you doing? Feels good to be back. You know, it's like t- taking a one week off feels like a, a hell of a lot longer than, than just a week off. But it uh, feels good to be back. And um, I just want to denounce everyone who turned out to watch Joe, you know, eat live bats and ants and, and you know, snort, you know, worms up his nose. I can't wait to see this shit. But a regular episode talking about He-Man having a guest on. Man, this guy sucked, man. All they do is sit around and talk about old He-Man stuff, man. What? Why can't Joe insert shit up his ass? I'll tune in to watch that. So, oh, that was crazy. Everybody that turned out in drugs to watch the episode where Joe eats a tarantula. You got to tune in to find out. It beat almost everything we've done in the in the passing weeks, aside from James Zitok, which is closing in on that. So you guys clearly are not interested in listening or watching us talk about kick-ass mini-comics and villains were actual villains and not pussy five personifications that are that are you know dreamed up today but watching joe like hmm, what's this what's it alive it ain't anymore <laughs> Jesus Christ. so clearly we are like do we have to you know it's like vince russo was you know directing this podcast last week shock tv here people you know, and I come back with the old school Ric Flair methods and like stuff is old, man. You gotta get with it, man. No one talks about buzz off and fakers and stuff, man. I I just I was like, I cannot believe this happy horse shit that people were just like Joe giving birth to a ham was next. And out of all weeks, and like I said, out of all the times, not for you to be on, because as much crap as you guys give me about the garbage I eat, and then I was like, hey, I'm finally going to eat some crap. And that was a coincidence. It's not like Tyler. Just want to let you guys know, Tyler didn't bow up because of that. He just, he had family stuff he was doing. I had family stuff going on. I'm like, I just, I wanted to take time off to not stress about making sure I'm home by a certain time. And Joe's like, this is a prime opportunity. I can hijack the podcast. We'll get more views than ever. And it'll just focus on me. <laughs> exactly. And Tyler's supposed to be the egomaniac. It shows it might be really me secretly. I think yeah, I might be you know, the one. As much as I have good people like Kevin and Axel draw illustrate my face is a is a you know uh, uh, uh oh damn it what's what's the words uh ah damn it. I'm trying to quote anyway trying to illustrate me as a great epic hero but Joe inserts himself into a picture of the Goonies cast and underwear as for children. <laughs> Nobody says anything about that, you know, or him having ego problems. Like, man, look at Joe the pervert in an underwear ad for kids, peeking his head over, like, you know, nothing odd about that. Uh, oh, look at Tyler. Axel's drawing his face. Oh, look, Kevin, he's drawing uh, Tyler as like a, a G.I. Joe character there. What a pompous prick that guy is. <laughs> the tide might turn, and it might turn into me being that guy right now. Are you kidding? <laughs> I mean, you are like the friendly version of Charles Manson, the He-Man community here. You're not, you know, encouraging people to go do crazy shit. They'll just listen to the crazy shit you do. <laughs> oh my god! Well, well, you good know, to I, have I you back. I would be surprised if somehow Quentin Tarantino gets like whiff of the 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 power of Joe Motto and inserts Joe's face digitally onto Charles Manson to like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So that shot of like Charles Manson waving at Brad Pitt, it's Joe Motto's mask, you know, <laughs> wearing all the. Yeah, but yeah, and last week I had that special one just for a short, you know, period of time, and 
uh, show my mouth. And, and for some reason, it's like this. Well, it's it was a cheaper mask I did, so it was like showing half my like side of my face, but you couldn't see nothing. You just see my face. And Zen Brown kept saying, "Fix your mask, Joe," because it was showing more. But well, I'm back to this now. So the only time you'll ever see what Tyler is called the cane mask is if I guess I'd ever eat something crazy again. So I don't know. Which, I don't know. Which I'm sure will not be too far off, people. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what's left, but um, first, let's acknowledge everybody that we have in the chat room, and I'm going to try not to miss, oh wait, first, yeah, okay, we got uh, New Adventures of He-Man, we have Zentron, Curtis Ackerman, uh, David Clark's joined us live, that's been a while, Motu fan number one, Grimbot, Adam Gabbert, Zen Brown, and I think I got everybody, but now I'm going to click what you guys always say, hit live chat, because I missed... God, I missed a ton of comments and uh, I think even questions last week, Tyler, when I was doing it. I thought I had everything right and I hit it. It refreshed and I lost down about 20 comments. So that's why I'll try to at least do this to keep up. And, of course, we have Nathan that's in the chat room as well. He can, uh, I guess, watch our backs in case we miss something. Well, you'll have to tell me because I can't see any of it as always. So yeah. if, if we miss anything, it falls strictly on you. So. Yeah, no, it, it would. And um, also, JSP just popped up and so did Lacey Dean. So... Thank you both for joining us as well. But uh, before we get into the main topics, because like I said, we'll be discussing a comic where this comic, it's had some weird, interesting parts. As a kid, it actually hurt my head because I didn't know what was going on at points, which I know Tyler probably already knows what I'm talking about. I, but yeah, I, well, I, You're going to have to explain it better because it's been years since I've read it. I okay. looked over it again and it still is just one of those things like I, I don't all, – all, all I can say is like Blade and Sword are in it, and that's all it matters to me, and that's all it stuck with me as a kid. Remember that. Remember Blade and Sorod because it's something we'll bring up later. But we'll be discussing that issue 10 star Marvel comic called Courage. We're going to do a, a commentary for Rise of the Snake Men uh, episode one. And we have other things we'll do. But first, just want to mention everybody that Snake Mountain, it did get funded, went through 100%. They even extended uh, the deadline to tonight. So you have to midnight. In case there was any last last minute fencers, you know, on that fence ready to jump. You got to, I think, midnight tonight or something to put in a pre-order. So they at least uh, they met their goals. So that's great for everybody that did pre-order and they can get it because that would have sucked for them if it didn't get funded and they wouldn't have got a Snake Mountain. I mean, you know, I know not everybody can afford it, but for those who can, that is great. I guess. It sounds like, no, I read that. No, I, don't. I mean, I, I, mean I, I just, I'm in so indifferent to it. I, I, I read, I guess, like the answers regarding like you know super seven does like this q and a's for hema.org and one of the questions was asked like will we be seeing like an, a, an announcement of like new figures you know coming up you know with san diego is not too far away mm. and the response was snake mountains are sole focus right now so it sounds like don't expect any kind of reveals at san diego this year yeah, it'll be interesting to see if there's something. Be nice, but you're right. I guess they are going to be focusing on Snake Mountain. And David Clark did just let us know one thing. He said because there was some crazy Google outage today that they're extending the pre-orders till tomorrow. So there you go. And thank you for that, uh, David. I didn't know that. And also, um, who else just popped in? Uh, Jason Cowie. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, everybody was saying it's extended tomorrow morning, tomorrow morning. So I had no clue. And I think I, the only way I found out was when we were getting ready for Fans of Power. Didn't Nathan mention something to you about some kind of weird Google outage and we didn't know yeah. if we'd even be on. Yeah. He said there was something going on um, concerning Google. It was kind of throwing off all kinds of stuff. And, and that meant that whether or not we can be able to do the podcast tonight. So uh, I'm sure Joe would have probably like, you know, pulled a trigger on himself, but we couldn't do it tonight or threaten Nathan or this is all your fault, isn't it? 
Yeah, and you know, it might even explain because I thought now it might not be happening on your end or Nathan's or maybe even people that are watching. But for a few times when we first started off, it seemed like it was like a little hiccup, like when you talked when I was, you know, listening to you. So that epic rant I had at the beginning of this episode was was what that might have been just on my end, hopefully, because I have, you know, again, a a slower, uh, whatever modem speed. I don't know. I bet. How how is it your technology seems to be prehistoric when Nathan has updated your, your technology, your actual (laughs) handheld technology is up to date. And somehow (laughs) it's just like you're linking it to an RCA camcorder. You would use a duct tape. And, 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 and a paper wrap tubes or something like that. I don't know. It might be. I don't know. I'd have to check my internet provider to see what speed I have because I know I don't have the power. Is it like the internet? I think that'd like, be... Is it like Homer Simpson? You know, is providing you the internet? You know, like on that one episode with the comic book guy or something like that. Yeah, you should hear. I have the AOL dial-up still. No, I, I just don't have the fastest. I bet you so do. Eventually... I, I, I would not be surprised if Joe has to wait <laughs> and wait and wait, and then AOL. In, you know, instant messenger pops up in the corner and all kinds of stuff like that. You know, Could you imagine some horrible? That would be bad. But uh, well, that at least for Super Seven. So thanks for that, David. Thank you for that, Jason, for letting us know that it's extended then till tomorrow. But it, they did reach their hundred percent. But anything past that is gravy. So you know, maybe that could lead to some other things, possibly, possibly. But you never know. Um, also, um, <laughs> nothing of amazing news. But they they showed something where they said, check out the first teaser image of the oh logo for the God. Masters of the Universe movie. It, it, it just like uh, Dushin, I'm sorry, said in the chat room, he said, yeah, that's just the 80s logo, but it's in black and white. It's like, why were people going bananas? Like, that's no new design. It's the logo that we've seen since we were kids, but just the color was taken and out of it. Oh, man. And Don't too. Yeah, it's like, oh man, it's a, it's official. But well, either way, they and I think they said they might. I don't know if they're shooting in Prague or where, but I mean, hell, again, if it happens, great. But um, we'll have to wait and see. So that was the quick little bit of movie news. But remember, it's two years away. It'll be uh, in twenty twenty one. I can't remember March or or when, but maybe March of twenty twenty one when possibly this could happen. That's what, but let me just remind everybody because I know people, the casual listeners, have all got you know attention spans of a circus monkey. Sony has done this before, where they come up with some shitty-ass logo, announce it. Hey, it's coming. Check out this new bullshit logo we did at launch break. Nothing ever came of it. Oh, they have, like, this uh, sketch image of Battle Cat. Nothing ever came of it. So, um, you know, another lame-ass attempt at uh, some shitty-ass promotion. Not to mention, it, was, it must have been a slow day in terms of, like, media reporting for movies and things like that. Because it just kept popping up all over the place, and I just felt like there clearly must be nothing else going on today. Because so many people are reporting this really poor man's teaser poster, which I, I better not hear that Mattel forked over millions of dollars to the asshole who threw that together real quickly. You know, it's just like it was done off like a a black and white printer, you know, with no color on it. It just it's like. You guys really aren't behind this at all, are you? It just makes me question, like, because Mattel's name is at the bottom of that teaser poster. So, who the hell you figured that? Yeah, because I was going to say, I mean, we got, like I said, almost two years, but you would figure eventually, whenever they start shooting, we would have to start hearing new casts being announced for this character, that character. Something's got to be more than just Noah. So we'll see, maybe within a couple months, maybe San Diego Comic-Con. You never know. But also, who joined us is Kevin Sharp joined us in the chat room. So thank you for joining us as well, Kevin. Yeah, I gave him the uh, the heads up. He wanted to know if we were going live. Absolutely, everybody. 
Okay. Well, I think that's pretty much all the new news. I don't think I missed. Oh, wait, one other cool thing. If people are into those mega construct stuff, uh, I think it was earlier in the week. I can't remember if it was last week, but they showed they're doing a battle bones. I was like, that oh, yeah. actually looked pretty damn cool. Yeah, I was like, I like it. I like it. I think the box art tried to like mimic how, you know, they had it. And I can't remember if Mossman is one of the packings with that, mm -hmm. but I have that old stamper case from another country, you know, back in the day in the 80s. And Mossman was a pack in with the Battlebone stamper case. So I don't know if that was like an homage to that or just a coincidence, but hell, for people who are in the mega constructs, they got a lot of things going on. It's kind of cool to see that. So why is it that that? that battle bones packaging looked more interesting than that shitty promotional art concerning the, um, hypothetical He-Man movie. I asked you, Joe, why? Kevin, does that battle bones box look like a, a, a serious ass kicker compared to the, you know, it's like something you'd find like on the, on the school bulletin board, you know, in the hallway. Hey, don't forget this well, Friday. I'm gr well, I'm great. glad you brought that up about a box art. First, two more things. Tags me, the animation, and Teresa Gams, who's Lillemeyer, uh, has joined us. So thank you both for joining us. It's the first time she's been in here. But um, for Snake Mountain, Jason Edmiston, the one who's done so many of the cool, amazing art pieces for uh, Super, Super 7, he's the one who's been uh, attached to do the Snake Mountain box art. And I know that guy is going to do a, a fantastic piece i love his art you've seen these i mean he's done it for all the little individual reaction figures i mean he does i mean jason Voorhees stuff he's an amazing artist he does a painted type style he did it for that collector case for the super seven figures where it was like a battle of good and evil so he's supposed to be doing i guess they said they were thinking about trying to get rudy obrero but i think they said maybe his hands just aren't what they used to be. I, that's not a knock at him. I, that's how they described it. Like he might not have been able to handle the project, but Jason Edmiston, he's doing it. So you can look forward to one hell of a piece when that's completed. It'd be nice if they turn into a poster, you know I mean? For those who can't get the snake mountain and you know, a lot of people love, you know, keeping that box. I think it's a no brainer that they might make a poster of it. I would hope. So at least people who want that cool ass art can have some way of owning it. I, I would hope so, but I, I just hate how much they're charging for, for posters and prints and stuff like that nowadays. Like he, it's it's if you want to buy like a uh, like a uh what what's the word? Um uh high produced uh print of a poster or something, like we're talking like fifty dollars or more for a poster anymore, and that's they get I, I just, pricey. You're right. I like, can't why? remember. Do you? Like, why? Why? It's like I know I don't expect them to like to pay like you know four dollars for a post you get at Walmart, but the, all, most of them are like the same size as the ones you get your Walmart or your Target. And I, I know like for a He-Man license, it's going to cost a little bit more because you know it's not super popular. But I'm sure there's like all kinds of ins and outs about that. But I was like, why is it that posters cost so much, so damn much? Yeah, I noticed that with the. They can get pricey. The one thing I can't remember, and I hope somebody could back me up in the chat room so I don't sound like I'm completely clueless, but for an example, with Jason Edmiston's work where he did the, the art for that collector case, I thought they sold posters of that as well. They did prints. I can't remember the dimensions, and I can't remember the price. If somebody can remember that, I'd like to see it in the chat room, but hopefully they can do it. And I didn't think it was like 50 bucks. I don't think it was that much when they did that. So maybe there's a possibility. I, I'm not sure, but you're right. Posters have been, 
They've been charging a lot of those. I mean, a lot for those as of late. I guess the days of what you and I used to get back in the 80s when we'd get a free poster just from walking into Toys R Us, buying a figure, or just, hell, sometimes getting a free poster just to be well, there. Well, you can <laughs> buy authentic movie posters, like like double-sided movie posters, even older ones, cheaper than a lot of these prints they're offering you know, on some websites and things like that. I'm like, how, how do you justify that? You know, I mean, you can, you can, you know, I'm like, some of the posters I got in the, uh, the next room, I've paid a lot less than what some, some places are asking for, for these mass produced, you know, and, and some of them aren't that good. Like they're like, they, they just like, these guys just don't know how to capture the action scenes. It's like, they just kind of painting the classic figures and some very, you know, uninspired, pose like it's just like no life and passion almost yes. emotionless and, 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 yeah. and so many of and not all of them but the vast majority of the posters that have been done in recent years they just there's they I, maybe 15 years ago i'd have been like i'd have been so dead oh i don't care team man give it to me i'm, I'm not gonna question like i expect more imagination with the poses and the style and the ferocity of the characters now everyone's just kind of and Joe pointed this out. I, I, maybe it was a private discussion we were having, like you know, a few years ago. That in a lot of the current artwork that they are hiring people to do, um, you know, that's why I'm, I'm glad Axel's worked on as much stuff, and why Kevin needs to be tapped to to join in in this as well. You know, those two, I, I don't harp on them because they're friends of mine. I, I harp about them because they add so much depth. To action scenes, like they 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 add an extra spark well, to the, to the intensity that you want to see in your battle sequences. These guys you that brought, are just constantly being, they don't get it. They're just drawing. That's the point. Stuff. No. And that's what I mean. That's the point I want to make. First, the artist devil. Thank you for joining us. But no, that's what I was saying. Is like the posters in the past, they almost told a story. Yeah. I mean, whether it's, I mean, through the eye contact that they were having within battle, or some emotion, or coming in for a strike. It felt alive. You could just sit there and look at that poster and feel like, wow, I can just feel the action that's going on. But some of the posters that are happening now, it's kind of like they're posed. And even if they look like they're in action, they're not making eye contact. They're looking off to the side. It's like, I don't know what's going on here. It's like, who are you looking at? What are you doing? Some are just posing, looking at you. It's kind of off. And believe me, I'm not saying that didn't happen in the past. They had some posing ones too, but the majority – you just felt it. It was like, my God, you felt like that poster had come alive and you're watching, you know, a, an episode of the Filmation cartoon or you could be watching a movie. So, and of course, some of the stuff nowadays, they do it as, they do some great stuff as well. But I know what you mean. Some feel I mean, flat. They don't feel like there's anything to it. I mean, yeah, it. there have been some that are like, okay, that's impressive. But the vast majority, yeah. I'm like, I wouldn't take it if it was free. Like, it's just, it just comes off as just, you know, and maybe it's because I'm Professor Highbrow when it comes to the Master of the Universe. Like, I expect more, I demand more, and I won't settle for less. Um, I mean, hell, an example comes to mind is like Kevin did that that print for um, PowerCon depicting uh, Smash Blade, He-Man, and Spin Blade Skeletor. Two variants that are notoriously linked with killing the 2000X line, but my son of a bitch, man, he made that, that pose of those two going at it, and Val colored it, I think. Like, that would have been awesome. To, to as like as like a, a, a pack in with those two figures, uh, or just as a I mean another a, a beautiful poster because a lot of intensity in two variants that are unanimously despised heavily, uh, but they look I mean even though they look great but I mean Kevin Kevin got it and that's that's just an example of uh, taking something that's not well received or well thought of.
and, oh, and true. Made, you know, and made it look like holy shit, man. Like I've never seen something so despised look so amazing. Well, that's what's weird. It's something I wanted to bring up a long – I mean not a long time ago, but I wanted to bring up with Axel when we get him on the show here. The time – whenever Axel does join us, I know I'm going to bring this up. At this point, believe me, I have a better chance of getting Dolph Lundgren on this podcast for 15 minutes of his time than Axel. I have no idea. We're going to get him eventually. Are you kidding? It's no joke, man. Anthony DeLonges, William Stout, Larry Houston, Robbie London were like, no problem. I'll be there. <laughs> We're gonna, don't, trust me. We'll get him. We'll get him. Well, first, let me say, Stephen Brick, F, Brick AFOL, uh, thank you for joining us. Now, this is um, back in the day when uh, Axel, I think it was before he started working on the Masters of the Universe Classics line with doing art and stuff. You know, he was always posting a lot of those He-Man groups, and I was telling him how amazing his art is. And, and at one point, it came to like, Joe, what do you think would be something crazy to draw? I said, why don't you draw something we don't see a lot of? I was like, everybody I draws. This, I know this. Story. Yep, you, you know what? Yeah, it definitely you do. And it brings up the point to back up what you were saying, though. I said, draw something that we don't see normally, like He Man, Skeletor, the normal people, blah blah blah. I said, why don't you have the Comet Warriors, like Stone Dar and Rock on in a pose? And I remember him saying, oh, they're not real popular with fans. I was like, trust me, you can make it look awesome. And what does he do? He took one of the Comet Warriors, put him in a pose against Calyx from the MYP cartoon in battle. People lost their minds. I said, oh, my God, that's epic. And that's what it takes sometimes is seeing an intense piece that is just full of life to make people get into not only the piece, but even those characters. Then suddenly people are like, oh, damn, Stone Dar's cool. You know, like it's I guess that was the point we're trying to say. You make something feel like it's alive. You get people pumped up. They get passionate. So I think Jason's going to do justice to this. Definitely for the Snake Mountain piece. Everything I've seen with that man draws is amazing. Well, if and he's remember- the one responsible for doing like the the painted artwork on the on the the three and three quarter figures, right? Yes, yes, and he okay. did the case art for that. Yeah, where they had that battle of the good and evil. Almost well, no, no, like no, no, no. I'm know- talking about like the individuals, like Cobra Khan, Battle yes, Army. He did. Okay, he did, he did those? those two. Yeah. Okay. Yep, yeah. All right. Yeah. He he's. He does some beautiful work. I, I do. I do like that. I, I had never saw that 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 piece you're talking about, though, that collector case artwork. I, I I'll have to send it to that. you because yeah, it was one he showcased because it was for you to take those three and three quarter figures and put them in. But it showed a dual art from the left and the right of just like an almost like an homage to William George's battle posters what, what, back what, in the all day. All right. Well, t- let me look it up right now. Let me. Uh, yeah. Just yeah. I'm gonna see if I. I don't know if you would type in Jason Edmiston Masters of the Universe case art. Maybe that would do it. I'm going to do a quick. Okay. I think I found him on already. Okay. I was just doing seeing if that. Yep. And that's what you type. If you type Jason Emiston case art masters of the universe, boom, it's the first image that pops up in Google. If people are listening to us, you know, on a replay and everybody's watching. Yeah. Yeah. You see that piece? Like they have man at arms pointing at beast man. And you see he man and Skeletor getting ready to go. Yeah, yeah it's, that's good. Yeah, that's 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 that has like a, a classic old school feel to it. Yeah, it does. And and yes, we know there's not as many as like on a William George piece, but they were just basically probably just showcasing the main characters they wanted to. But hell, it captured it perfectly. So I can only imagine what he's gonna do. And, and the thing is, I've seen other things he's done, like Jason Bo- like I told you, Jason Voorhees art and other things. He has a really intense look when he gets really detailed with stuff. So. I have no fears of what he's going to bring to the Snake Mountain. So, again, I hope that they offer posters for those who couldn't afford Snake Mountain, like me. 
And I'll buy I'll buy a poster. I'll buy a damn poster though. You yeah, for me it's not like one hundred twenty five dollars or something like that. God, man. I, mean, no, I don't I, think I, it'll be that much. Uh, no, but they do sell posters that much though. I mean, that, they do. They do. Yeah, and that that's what bothers me because I mean, I, there's some stuff like I I just dude I, I could buy like a a vintage nineteen seventy seven Jaws. I mean, I got one, but like an original like release not a re-release but an original one for around that price you know just kind of like i just feel like you know i just can't justify paying that much that's why i would much rather you know buy my own original artwork and pick who i want in the artwork if i'm going to pay a lot of money for an illustration or something or something i'm going to put on my wall with that price i'm choosing who goes into it you know so yeah you know all right. Well, that, I think, is all the news out of the way. So we'll have two topics, main topics we'll discuss. And, of course, then after that, we're going to get to all your guys' questions in the chat room or whatever you might have for us. But first, I wanted to discuss the comic where I'm going to grab this. And it's issue 10 of the Star Marvel comic right here, Courage. Now, this is, of course, every one of the ones I have that's in my collection. This is from when I bought them at 7-Eleven back in the day. And after I read them, I mean, I tried to – be so careful there's no wrinkles no nothing but this one I, I love the art and this is for everybody who says we love everything in the 80s and we only knock uh the new stuff where there's stuff do you that's get, new that do i you like get much of that joe like do you get private messages of people saying you know well, you're sometimes off. well it's sometimes they say it seems like we might completely hate all the new stuff which we don't i love new stuff and also I can hate old stuff. And that's the thing. We cover things that might not be that great sometimes, whether it's from now or the past or things that might come. This one was just weird. I love the art. But, okay, we were talking about that whole thing where you said Blade and Sorod at the beginning. Because in this comic, Man Arms is talking about, like, some kind of new, like, radar device that he has that he invented. And he's flying in the Wind Raider with Tila, and it's Adam and Orko, and it's all four of them are in there. And then suddenly they get shot down out of the sky, and they get shot down by Blade and Sorod, who address each other as Blade and Sorod. Somehow during the separation, at one point of all the characters, Man-at-Arms is away from them and is caught in something that looks like a spider contraption that Sorod has, but it's not... I don't know if it's supposed to be Spy-Door, but... The thing that really confused me in this whole thing is you see Sorod use like his spark mist. At first it sparks, but then he upgraded it and it knocks man at arms out to where it puts him in some weird kind of like sleep state or whatever it's supposed to be. This is what it's supposed to be happening. In the next panel, you hear then He-Man or Adam addressing Sorod as Cobra Khan. And Blade <laughs> is addressed as Webstore, and Webstore pops up. And I'm like, and that's why I hope Grimbot shows up, because I don't know if James E. Talk might own an original, but I was like, did they get confused when they were writing this? I mean, did they start off with Blade and Sorod, and then it got switched to Webstore and Khan, and, and they were addressing Sorod at one point like about like a snake guy. Like, they were addressing him as he was a snake warrior. And I remember as a kid thinking, yeah, I guess I guess Sorod kind of looks like a snake guy. But then the next panel, they're talking about Cobra Khan. I was like, Cobra Khan was not in this issue, and WebStore suddenly just appears in Blading there. Do you remember that? Because it had me just blown away. I, I, I didn't catch it as a youngster when I first got it. I just looked at the pictures that helped tell the story, and then and it wasn't that memorable, so I, I never really went back and looked at it that much. It was years later. That's when I, I, I found out that 
obviously when they were writing it, they were using Cobra Khan a web store and then like, Hey, let's use the movie characters in this book, you know? And that, that, that's kind of how I, I took it is that it was a last minute switch to, you know, give some extra publicity to blade and Sora since they were the new characters at the time. And they just never got around to fixing. I mean, like why you see squeeze as a member of the evil horde in like issue nine, I think, or eight, you know, it doesn't make sense. It's just like, it's strictly to, promote new toys and that's that that's the my only logic i can think of behind that is <sighs> they just decided to swap them out and just did not have time or care to go and make those last obviously they tried to change it some but yeah because it was like midway because like uh grim just said in the chat and said it's the editor slacking at his job he was supposed to catch that error and mandate it to be fixed well i guess he did know some information but that's weird it's like not only was it an Aaron dialogue, but like I said, suddenly characters like they not only just mentioned Web Store, they then drew Web Store in. So where Blade was supposed to be it is now Web Store. You never seen Cobra Khan, but you heard Cobra. So it was because the story seemed like they were, it could have been interesting, but there was just so many hiccups and quick things that seemed overlooked. It's like it almost ruined what could have been a great story. Like I really believe this could have been a, a really great comic. If they didn't have some of those errors with names, characters, and stuff, just it seemed like a lot of things were rushed, like even kind of towards the end. One cool thing is, and you guys can quote me if I'm wrong on this, but this was the first time in a comic, I believe, back then, that they showed He-Man turned to Prince Adam saying, let the power return like we've seen in Filmation. I think that was the first time we've seen it in comic book form back then. I mean, you can quote me if I'm wrong or correct me if I'm wrong. I don't, uh, I mean, that's not something that we were really privy to. So, yeah, as far as I know, that was probably, I know it wasn't the mini comics. And I think that the Star Comics up to that point had not depicted, you know, the reverse transformation. So, yeah, I, I, I would say you're right on that. Yeah. So, I thought that at was least at least in I... this stuff, maybe in the UK annual or some Argentinian, yeah. you know. Something that I'd pull out that would drive you insane. Yeah, and well, you're like, oh, God, what colored you... pink and, and Cobra Khan is teal blue and. He man has got brown hair, and you know, people. I think I found one dog in this one comic book here. Like, no, asshole, it's just He Man with different colored hair by accident. Yeah, they had a lot of unique color choices. I mean, hell, we even got some color errors in the Star Marvel. It's like so many people love to just find look at something, uh, 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 you know, some sort of goof and think they've struck gold. Like, they found, you know, the idol in Raiders of the Lost Ark, and they're rubbing their stubble there. And I'm gonna find this. I'm going to post it, Joe Amato. I'll become rich and famous. And it's like, <laughs> that's just an editor, editing error guy. I'm sorry, but there's nothing more to it. And the guy just jumps out the window. You know, just... and, that's, and that's just it. Yeah, but this one, it... Well, they had, as you've seen, the, that, that was the Mind Beast that was on the front of the cover I showed you. Which doesn't had... look bad on the cover, yeah. but... And, and Joe it... says, too, like, there's... Some of the artwork in there, like, there's a shot of Skelter doing this, kind of looking to the side, like he's he's being triumphant his face is just drawn so poorly like I, that was one of the things that stuck out to me as a kid like what the hell's with Skeletor's face in this one panel where he's standing triumphant he's got I think he's got Manoron's prisoner in the in in the scene but his face is just kind of drawn like all mango and not in a cool way it looks just like a mess it's you know it's unfortunate that these star star comics you know not all of them got this treatment but sometimes you just kind of feel like these guys were just you know, taking a dump. All right, move on down to the next one. You know, at times, like they were just, they didn't treat these books with, you know, and I, I know like they, they did, you know, Thundercats and Silverhawks 
under the same brand, along with like you know Heathcliff, I think Care Bears, um, uh, Droids, I think, and uh, and assortment of uh, some other books. Um, but and I can't really recall if they made those kind of mistakes in Thundercats and Servox. I've got some of those books, but some of these He-Man books, I mean, it's just like they just. You know, I, I think of like when we discussed issue two and they get Skeletor with the tear claws, he's just wearing purple gloves. Like they're not claws oh, yeah. at all. They're just purple. And he's just. I remember, bur- I remember bringing oh, that oh, up. It, oh, it, oh, it's um, in the first issue. The first issue. And it's the first when he was burrowing. Burrowing, yeah. Gray Skull? Oh, yeah. Okay. And I yeah. Was like, God. Um, you know, just things like that. It just kind of makes you feel like, you know, couldn't you guys have just paid a little bit more attention to it? Like this. That that's why it's times like that when you feel like guys like Earl Norm and William George and Rudy Obrero and Larry Houston and the and Mark Texera and Bruce Tim, all these guys like they may have not had a, a major connection to He Man, but they all like sword and sorcery and they put their heart and soul into this stuff and made it epic and you know, obviously left impressions on us. And you just feel like these guys who worked on the star the star comics just felt like it was just fluff to them. Like they didn't look at it as like, you know, I had no real connection to this, but I like Conan and I like sword and sorcery or Frank Frazetta paintings. Like we, we could do something. There's something we could do with this here. We, we could add that texture and feel to these stories for kids. And and they love having people fly. I can't say that enough. Yeah, like, yeah. Scare, yes. Like, you know, okay. There's scare glow and Skeletor in other issues. I think like the one with the meat or flies. Mosquito, but yeah, because issue two with the meteorbs, I believe Skeletor's flying with all the evil meteorbs. And in the issue where they had Scareglow, I see him more as a hovering specter, but he's flying with fists out, I think, like Superman. This yeah. is a certain way, but eh, I guess they love the flying thing. But also, Anthony Albanese and uh, Sportimus have joined us. And thank you both for popping in Man, as well. We got a good turnout here. Yeah, a lot of great people in here, and they're having some good chatting back and forth, so I look forward to their questions later after we do our commentary. But, no, this comic, like I said, the, the premise of the story was interesting because you hear that, man. Um, obviously, Man-at-Arms is supposed to be like in some kind of, let's just say, a deep sleep or a coma or whatever, and they have to get some kind of like item from the uh, flying city of Helios, but they have to go through this maze, and Adam was going to go through it because he felt like he wanted to prove himself to Tila. She knocks him out. Of course, then she goes in, but the He-Man, or Adam turns and He-Man, he goes in and he fights the Mind Beast and beats it and gets this gem. But you find out when they get back to uh, Castle Grayskull, because when Man-at-Arms is there, he's with the Sorceress and with some kind of like doctor or like uh, somebody that's standing over. Well, this doctor ends up being Skella. I don't know. And then and then the robot and, and Man-at-Arms ended up being a, a robot. robot and, the, and the real Man-at-Arms is in Snake Mountain. But I was like, some of it felt weird. I was like, okay, how did Skella... What? How did Skeletor, he was, so I guess they rushed it and it's like, oh, well, he impersonated this famous doctor and is now the doctor, but the sorceress couldn't sense it was Skeletor, and damn, I wish they could have just did some tweaks, you know? This is something that if it could be rewritten, I would love to see it done in a different way, because it had a great premise. Like I said, it is kind of fun, it's just, it's kind of all over the place at times. And I, I actually, I probably would have kept Webstore and Cobracom because as much as I love Blade and Sorod. I like the idea of using those guys more and more as a tag team. And I would use Blade and Sorrow as a tag team as well. But I, I, I would, if someone were to, you know, ask my thoughts, I'd say, okay, I would make sure Webstore and Cobracon stay in as like the main, uh, you know, two evil warriors, um, just for like, you know, fun and familiarity. Um, I like, I like the, uh, you know, the, uh, the brain beast, um, 
Is, is that what it's called? Mind Beast. Mind, Mind Beast. Beast. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's a cool looking design, at least on the cover. And and the comic, it looks you know pretty shitty, but it's a cool looking design. Like on the cover, we see He Man like clashing with him. Looks looks pretty cool, you know. And obviously, there was a different artist drawing the covers than there was on the interior. And maybe one of those things with the artist who drew it on, you know, who did the interior. And, and a lot of, I think the same artist drew a lot of these books in the interior. And some were drawn a so. hell of a lot better than others. Yeah. And this clearly was one that got, you know, butchered and, you know, confused little JoJo when he left his 7 Eleven. Oh, man. I was, man, I mean, I just handled with the care. Like I said, I rode my bike to that 7 Eleven. It was two, three miles from where I lived. And I remember just riding one hand, and there was these brown bags that you would get at 7 Eleven that I'd slide it in. And I'm sitting there just holding it like, like it's a pizza or something. You, you talk prank. as if, like, when I bought comics as a kid, like they put them in, in industrial strength briefcases and stuff like that, you know? Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, but I got I was... my comics in brown bags too, Joe. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? I mean, what I meant is, you know, it wasn't like, you know, comics stores where you get the backer and you get the plastic oh, no, no, thing, no, no, you no. know. No, I'm talking about when I would buy comics at either, uh, like, you know, 7-Eleven or even the hobby shop. They put yeah, they all brown bag them. Yeah, they put them in a thin brown bag. Yeah. Like, with no, and that, that was back when you, you just got the book. It was on the yeah. shelf. You had to buy, yep. like, bulk. The spinning uh, rack. You had to spin the rack yeah, to the, get them. The spin, well, not, well, even not just that. Like, you know, I, I would buy them from those as well. A lot of times they'd have them just on the shelves, you know, and you have to pick it and you just bought it and they put it in a bag and you want it on your way. If you wanted bags and boards, you had to buy those on your own. Uh, whereas now they, um, it's kind of become standard. But um, yeah, because like, look at this. Because I think uh, Grim wanted to see it. I mean, like I said, I take care of it now. When I was able to finally get backer boards and these, I put them in, but there is no creases. I, I was so anal, not anal, but I mean, when I would get something, I, I treated it like it was gold because my brother used to destroy all his stuff, so I was paranoid with mine. So, I mean, I'm literally having a brown paper bag, and I'm trying to ride my bike and not have it fold once. And after I had all of them, the Goonies board game that I love to bring up with Tyler that I had, I put all of them in there to keep them sealed until finally years later I got to a comic shop because I never we never had one around us close. I got all these to protect them, but yeah, these things are probably as mint as you could get because I I treat everything like it was just so precious because I was a you know it was the only one you get. You get one, that's it. You get one toy, that's it. If it breaks, it breaks. So, but. No, but I guess everybody, you're right. Everybody had to do it. But that two, two and a half to three mile ride from 7-Eleven home was always so scary for me on my bike. Because I was like, please don't drop it. Please don't bend it. So I, I thought you were going to wait. That. So I thought you were going to get robbed. Like, you know, yo, fly, give me a comic or something like that. <laughs> Going his little oh. afro and. Knock a little punk off got, his he's, bike. He's got a basket in the front. And, you know, he's having like <laughs> e. this a action sequence. You know, he's got his stuffed E.T. in the front. Don't worry, T. We're going to make it home, all right? You get this like kick action sequence of Joe going through the back alleys with like seventies like cop music playing, and he's hopping and puffing and going and going and going. <laughs> you know what's weird? Is my stuff doesn't end with just food and other things. I talk about like the bike I had. When it started going out, it don't matter. We had I had it for a while. Meaning the handlebars, you sit there riding. If I hit a bump, they would go down and forward. So I try to like tighten them, but they'd always go forward. So it was just a hell of a time riding home one handed, watching the bumps. God, it's weird. It's like I'm having flashbacks of all these damn adventures just to keep these comic books in great shape. But thank goodness I did. I liked it better the way I told the story. 
No, but yeah, yo, here's I like it. I like your yeah, me going through all this dangerous terrain and punks and everything going on just to get home. It's like I made it. I made it home sweating and everything. I got it, mom. I got that comic. Like, oh thank God you made it. And then it your brother shows up like Buzz and Home Alone and like you're wondering if someone's gonna have to barf it all up, Joe, because it's gone. You know? <laughs> and then tears up your comic and you know, like in sidekicks, you know. It uh, makes funny, like you're Jonathan Brandis with asthma or something like that, you know. Barry yeah, Larry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Joey Wooey. <laughs> oh, my God. But, no, so Those this girls comic, at school like, don't like you. They pity you. That that was a yeah, good movie. So it had some mean scenes in it. But, so, if you guys haven't read this, you can go to He-Man, He-Man.org and read it. It's still a great piece to pick up, but maybe, I don't know, maybe you guys would love it a lot more than I, you know, than I did. Like I said, I still enjoyed it. It was just... It was all over the place, and I thought it could have been so much better because I loved getting that each you know each month. I would just so look forward to getting those issues of that comic. See, so. I mean, not that I, I would want the writing to be you know, and honestly, the, the writing in these stories is really not that. It's just that they don't really think through a lot of the plot sometimes. But honestly, these are the kind of stories I was wishing DC was doing. These one shot little adventures that feature like a, a distinct cast of heroes and villains in each issue, kind of mixing it up a little bit. And then you move on to the next one, maybe an occasional one, two or three-parter. Then you move on to another single adventure, like without these like shitty redesigns up. and uh, what? Go ahead. How many times? No, really. How many times have we said that? We said, I don't get me wrong. I like a lot of, I love continuity and I like story arcs here and there, but I miss the days of these one-offs. And that's why quickly I will ask the chat room to see if anybody says it. I don't buy any other comics, so I don't know within Superman's, you know, Spider-Man, any of them, do they have one-off issues anymore, or is mm. everything story arcs? Every time, what few times I've gone in and tried to, like, you know, get back into it, because I stopped reading uh, comics in the late 2000s, at least the current stuff, and I've tried a few times over the years. The artwork's either ugly as sin, the stories don't make any damn sense, because they're telling these convoluted story arcs that are part of this multiverse or this this parallel you know storyline or in this one or it's just like you just can't jump in pick up a single issue of superman you know is gonna knock the hell out of brainiac because brainiac tried to steal you know the president's mind or something like that it's it's a simplistic thought but it's a one one and done story and you move on to the next one or spider-man is going to take down you know the vulture and mysterio they teamed up in this issue they're trying to break into the uh you know fort knox this week Peter Parker's on, on you know, taking taking you know pictures and, and takes them out in this one issue. You move on to the next one. Like those days have been gone for what seems like, I mean, a long, I miss long it. time. I really yeah, do. I, I do and too. Really. And just this, and you know what? What's bad too is you know, and I'm sure there are people who are currently reading comics. I think you know we're full of shit on this kind of thing, and enjoy a lot of the current stuff, but. You know, most of these things it feels like they don't really lead anywhere. Like, where's the payoff? You That's know? what I mean. Where is the finality? At least in the ones we read back in the day, it had that beginning, middle, end, and bam, you feel like, oh, they accomplished this. This one, you know, done. This was done. This was done. Now, again, yes, you could still have those one offs while giving nods to, yes, they understand the continuity going on in this universe, but I don't want to feel like I'm going day by day, issue by issue, into this whole event that's never going to have an ending. It just feels like there's no satisfaction at the end. Like I said, well, I don't even again, so, It's I don't a story mind that them, but... doesn't justify being dragged out for 12 to 24 months. I mean, some of these stories could have been wrapped up in two or three issues, like, and that's what, that's what kills it, is that a story that's not that interesting to begin with, now you got to figure out 
how to fatten it up and stretch it out so you can get all your like lame ass variant covers and just continue to drag this out for someone who clearly doesn't have much knowledge of the character or really much interest because his viewers are on trying to get to another book or just is so glad to be doing it. He'll just kind of do whatever. But, um, yeah, I, I just, um, I, I really wish they would go back to, you know, and I, I'm sure, you know, they have their reasons for not doing it. Probably not very logical. And I'm sure most. I hope it could change. I'm really. I hope at some point at least they can give some give some one offs. Do your story arc here and there, like you could have then a two three issue story arc. But then next four, five, and six issue after that, it would be one off, one off, one off, and do another story arc. And yes, they could still acknowledge like yes, this from back in issue seventeen. Like we understand that yes, they know what has gone on. They're acknowledging it, but. Not just the constant thing, because I, I think that's what got me out of when I was reading some of the Masters comics a couple years ago. And it went on oh. for, I don't know, it felt like 13, 14 issues. I might be exaggerating. I don't know which DC one it was, but I thought one went for like almost a year. And I was like, hell, they all God. sucked. Well, that's what I mean. It just felt like it kept dragging on, almost like Grimbot said, but it did. It's like, there's no action. They're just talking and walking, and oh, there's one second where they did something, but you got to wait to the next issue for something. Like, I can't do this no more. So, again, for those who love that, that's great, but I, hopefully we'll see some one-offs again return. But well, I, mean, I mean, we look back at how, how comics were done in the 60s and the 70s and the 80s, and even in the early 90s. Like, there may have been a story going on in certain books. Like, you know, they have, like, you know, Gang War and Amazing Spider-Man. Or, you know, uh, the Civil War on Cobra Island in G.I. Joe. Where it's going over several issues. But, you know, also, once that story's done, they go back to telling you individual issues here and there. Um, just like in the, uh, the early 90s. Like, I think, of like, when Mark Bagley was drawing Amazing Spider-Man before, like, Carnage took off and all that stuff. You have an issue mm-hmm. of like Spider Man and Black Cat team up to take on Scorpion. Then you move on, it's just completely like throwaway issue. You know, it may have a few like yep. kind of, you know, snippets of something leading to something else, but for the most part, it's a fight with Scorpion. That is the issue. And I, I just felt like it worked for so long for Marvel and DC, you know. And I, I just like, I'm, I'm sure Kevin has a, has a, has an idea of maybe something about that. I, I love to pick his brain about that too, about why. They just have no no desire to just do, you know, your one-offs. And, and He-Man works great, I think, as a one-off story. Plus, doing one-off stories allows you to, all right, well, this week, we're going to focus on He-Man team up with Fisto, and it's going to take on the tag team of, of Jitsu and Clawful this week. Or in this issue, it's just Buzz Off and Mechanic taking on Webstore and Cobra Khan. You know, a race against time to, to stop them from uh, stealing this jewel from, you know, the Andrinas or something like that. Just, you know... I, I just God, there's so many possibilities, and people just like you mean you got you got you're not in the business. You don't you don't know how to make right decisions. You're like, what the hell do you know, fanboy? So well, maybe, like I said, maybe one magical day something will change, and we can actually get some yeah, back, someone you know, will back hire to some me, and I'll get to work with Kevin, and I'll get give some damn one because Joe's had to sit here and listen to me, and, you know, praising my own ego here. That would be you're tremendous. All right. You're all right, man. But um, Okay, well, that's that for now. Now we're going to go into the part where I'm going to pass it to Tyler, and after we're done doing our commentary, then we'll get into any questions. And I might have missed a bunch already, so if you did have questions, remember, after we do our commentary, pop them up again, and we'll answer any of those. But I'm going to pass it to you, and I'm going to get my other headset so I can listen a little bit to this while we talk. All right. Uh, we are going to be doing commentary for uh, Season 2 of the NYP series Rise of the Snakeman Part 1. 
I have no intentions of asking Joe if he wants to do part two because part two is like a bad, 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 bad wrestling pay-per-view in terms of build-up. But the first part was done so well, I just kind of felt like, well, it would be fun to, you know, sit and discuss this one. And, you know, I'm sure, you know, fans, you know, like this episode. But um, I really just wanted to, like, kind of, hammer home like why this was done so well and why this tone should have been carried on for many many episodes and I, I just could not figure out why they just decided to just you know book it like a shitty wrestling pay-per-view you know I mean it, it, I mean it really I, I cannot tell you like how furious I was when this first aired this first part I I, I was ready to just explode with the enjoyment and when that second part aired I was like what the hell did they just do like this is shit, man. It's just it terrible. All right, yeah, well, let's we jump into it here. So, all right. Uh, well, tell everybody what well, to do. What were you saying, Joe? I'm sorry. No, I was gonna say make sure you tell everybody what to do if there's no, any links because that before that because certainly when I was like pissed off about part two. No, I mean I, I was gonna get in depth, just wondering why you were so pissed off about part two, but no sense no, of no, getting no, in that. No, right. well, no, well, no I'll, I'll just say briefly, you know, because in this episode. The, the snake may come in as, as as about as big a threat as we've ever seen in, in the series so far. Where they take out Skeletor and all the wars, done. They are gone. They should have stayed gone the majority of the season because they said the snake men are going to be the sole focus of season two for the most part. Well, in the second part, they come in, Skeletor and everyone comes right back. Merman's brought right back to because they said one of the someone's going to die in the season. I thought it was going to be Merman, which I thought that's a ballsy thing to do kill off one of the prominent evil wars like kudos to that you had the guts to do that nope he's brought right back zodak hits you. his ass and throws him down into the abyss uh below castle grayskull and the same and jump in after him like pretty much like committing suicide even though they live but it's like well they're no longer a threat they got their ass kicked in the next episode why should we give a shit anymore <laughs> Oh, shoot. Well, I got you. No, now I got you. But all right, well, you tell them what they're going to have to click and what to do and how we'll hit this up. All right, well, it's on YouTube. All the episodes from uh, MYP are available on YouTube for free. Um, uh, I just, I'm, I'm assuming I'm using the one that Joe's using, the one that Nathan put in the description. Um, it's the first one that comes up when you look for it on YouTube, Rise of the Snake Men Part 1. So I'm going to count down. Three, two, one, action. And when and when, this, when they when they said this was coming on too, like I, I was nervous because I felt like Squeeze and Snake Face weren't going to show up because they were part of the last wave of characters. So therefore, I thought mm -hmm. that's obscure for these guys. Like they're not going to go that far. Then this is going to be Rattler and maybe Tongue Lasher for Lucky. Yeah, you know? and Snake so, Face always my favorite Snake Man. So you have the thought of any of them popping up was enough to make me go bananas. Yeah, I, along I with Kingus. Yeah. And I, I think at this time, too, like Val and them were doing like the, the comic book tie-ins, which if you want to know why they did that instead of doing their own stories, check out our first uh, episode with Val Staples where he explains why they just did pretty much, you know, a comic book based on these first two episodes as opposed to doing original stories. Yeah, um, and I remember, God, I love seeing anything new or new characters. And when they showed Zlar, and then here comes Zodak, but just I love seeing new characters. That I, I, I got a kick out of his tattoos. Mean he was ready to go for battle. Yeah, so I thought that I got was a nice, nice addition to the character, even though he his character is a bit inconsistent and kind of comes off as more of like a egomaniac as opposed to a great 
warrior that's you know the the neutral like cosmic enforcer and there, yeah. and there's there's some great moments but mm, it, it still feels like there there's some work to be done with zodak in this series yeah but it also led to this shocking kind of yeah. thing that you didn't see too often in the cartoon but they're gonna feed him to look in the background he ate his brother i was like wow that was yeah that was pretty shocking that they even showed something like that yeah and i, I, I that's why at times i'm like we should have gotten that. That tone was just never as consistent as I hoped it would have been. Yeah, um, boy, they showed Rattler. They, he looked like a badass there. I yeah. love just how he held Zoda. I mean, it's like wow, they did make him really intimidating. See all of this, like what we're seeing right now, we're seeing like the epic scale of just how much of a menace the Snake Men were back then. Like that's why it just makes part two just look like the balls have been cut off. They've been castrated right before <laughs> our very eyes. And I loved hearing Christopher Judge. I'm glad that he was the voice of Zodak because, like I said, I love Stargate. Me and my dad watched it just all the time. My dad is the one that said, hey, wait a second, that's Teal'c. And I was like, wait a second, you're right. It's just like it didn't click. And once he said it, I was like, oh, my God, you're right. Made him even cooler for me. And I like this crazy vision that he's seen of things to come, you know. And we just see in Snake Mountain more of the snakes coming, what's going to happen to the palace. And, yeah, that vision, I was like, that's a, that's a uh, – that's a frightening thing that could happen. All the skin coming over that, making a snake. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's a cool visual. But uh, I, just over the years, and though, this like his... right here wasn't this frightening. Grayskull being destroyed. That that was kind of a shocking thing to see. You know, seeing Grayskull just collapse like that. But go ahead. No, it just. I mean, some of the stuff is like it. it, it, it I, I I run the risk of going into like nitpicky fanboy like nerd alert where you're like, oh, shut the hell up! Like I, because I don't like seeing people like take away too much and thinking too much into stuff. It takes away a lot of the fun of the things that we enjoy, especially He-Man related stuff. Um, mm. but um, Zodak's motive, like he just sees something and decides to just voluntarily unleash them that that it just it makes zodak look very very stupid essentially like i know we need to have a reason to get the snake men out but i felt like that storyline in part two like in this i would have much preferred that the team up of cobra con and Ratlore building them up as they're just two members of the snake men they come in ambush him and kick his ass to kind of amplify the threat like well if these two can take out zodak what are the rest of them going to do? And then you find out in the next you. episode that, well, oh, I, I let them beat me and take my step, unleash them so I could kill. Like, it's so inconsistent with what yeah. we saw in the snake pit. And that's what bothers me. This, oh, and here's Joe's favorite transformation. Oh, sweet Jesus. Uh, hey, don't get me this, wrong. I, I don't understand <laughs> why you don't like this, Joe. This is amazing. <laughs> Let me just say, I love his other transformations, but I just hate that clink with that damn device. Oh, God. Oh, I'm I sorry. I just... badass when he holds his arm out and holds it up and retracts it. Uh, I like the one when he was swollen and zoom yeah, and it pops I like up. That one too. Yeah. I think that's the best uh, one of all three of them. It is. It is. And by the way, that's how you do a cool, impactful, powerful transformation. If you're going to upgrade a cartoon, keep that in mind. And even this, it, hey, as much as I didn't like that transformation just because of those parts I don't like, still, that's how you do it. You feel the music, you hear the atmosphere, you see intensity. That's a transformation. Yeah, I wonder what I'm Shira speaking fans. of. You understand that? You hear that? 
And also, see, this is new. It's it, this isn't the old one, but this is something that can be done properly and give you know doing justice to the original source material without um, pissing all over. People who want to say that kind of stuff, they're just naive because they, they're too lazy to check out the old stuff. Because and they're oh, that's old. Well, you know what? You know, you're about as you know, you know, you're, you're at the brain of an ice cube. If that's if that that's the depth of your your mean way of thinking there. So. I wasn't a big fan of the CG crap, just to say that real no, quick, like I, when they showed I, that thing. I didn't like it when they did the amazing in the, the Spider-Man anime series, too, where they would throw in CG with 2D. I'm like, God, it just looks ugly. Yeah, some things just eh, don't work. No, and I, I just... I've never been a fan of the voice actress who did Evil Lynn. I feel like she tried so hard to be so devilish, and oh, I'm, I'm You didn't so like her evil. at all? No. At all? No, really? No, no. Because I, I got her, into her. The tone was fine, but like she just really would amplify certain ways. Like, lady, you're trying way too hard here with the evil. Like, um, I mean, this is a great, I don't want to talk over this great action yeah. sequence here. Yeah, because um, now you're seeing Zodak take care of business. Like, you know, while he might have in the past had an issue, he's taking on Evil Lynn, Cobra Khan, Ratlor, and like, that's Rattler what you like seeing. Cobra Khan off to the side there, get the hell uh -huh. out of my way. <laughs> And I thought that was cool. He stopped Rattler like that, you know, and yeah. that was I like cool. That trip like that. That was a that yep. was a cool, cool move. Yeah, you can tell he's been training for a long, long time. Well, he got hit in the back, but but either way, he's been training a while, and he uh got a little bit of uh, revenge for Rattler there, but Evelyn popped him in the back. And I guess if people, you know, think that Evelyn only started doing this stuff in NYPD, now Evelyn was doing this, you know, turncoat. My or turncoat behavior, like back in like the vintage line as well, too. Like, yeah, you know, she's in uh, between a rock and a hard place, uh, Tealess Secret. Um, I'm trying to think of a couple of other uh, examples of like not Evelyn, she gets pissed off at Skeletor, teams up with somebody else. Um, so that's that's nothing new, but people seem seem to look at you know this being the the first of Evelyn decides to just turn on Skeletor every chance she gets, yeah. I remember trying to look at every weapon that was on his rack there just to see, hey, is there any homage to something else? I remember trying to catch that and hitting pause and stuff after I recorded it back in the day. I don't think I caught anything. I might be wrong. Though. No, I don't I don't think it was just all just kind of essentially made up. Um now with Zodak's portrayal in this because I, I don't I can't remember if we did Snake Pit before. I think we did we did Snake Pit, I think, yeah, uh, about a year or so ago. But him not really being a cosmic enforcer, he's just a a legendary warrior like do you feel like they missed the boat in giving us more i mean we get more zodak but he's not the zodak we're used to well i mean definitely like i said it's a new zodak because the zodak that we know of the cosmic enforcer is the one that keeps the balance throughout the entire universe and never really intervenes so i admit i enjoyed seeing this zodak getting into the fray and doing a lot more I still would have liked to see the Zodak that we remembered as well, the one that only would, you could say, would intervene if it was really dire and something could have, you know, Clismic could have really destroyed Eternia and then he'd maybe step in. But I like seeing, like I said, the Zodak, I really enjoyed seeing him, you know, getting into the battles, doing stuff, and not just being the person that sits on the sidelines and maybe doesn't do as much. So, I, but I, I, I like him, but I, I miss the other one as well. But that's yeah. what's cool. You got two different Zodaks, so. I've seen Stinkor have a prominent role in this fight here. I remember yeah. later, later on when he attacks Mechanek and Mechanek like screams. 
I remember my brother laughed so hard at that because of just Mechanic screaming in horror as like the, the stink fog is like coming up towards his head even further later on in this fight. And I mean, it is funny, but it's like one of those things like, oh, it's Mechanic being a wimp. Thank God they crushed that god awful Battle Hawk or whatever. Oh, God, I hated that toy. Oh. Yeah, the, I'd say the vehicles are probably the weakest thing about this entire like run. I mean, they, they, they had was, some rotten vehicles. Yeah, cool ass figures, but oh, terrible, terrible vehicles. Yeah, all the, all the designs were wonderful. I, I can't think of one character that had a a, a poor design. Yeah. The thing is, what shocked me is Skeletor, as you see him there, that's what surprised me. We still have never got him. Look at that face, that design. We have never got bone-faced white Skeletor in figure form based off of this MYP cartoon. Yeah. Our 2000X figures just basically say the vintage one with a twist and an upgrade, but I think that would be one badass figure right there to have someday. With well, kind of a slight hunch. Yeah, because yeah, a lot of times, they, yeah. the, like the mod, model sheets or, or pictures of the skeleton, kind of have them like kind of hunched over just a little bit, um, yeah. which looks just, pretty good. Yeah, not too much of a one because that was something that a lot of people didn't like about the 2000X figures. They said feels like they all have a hunchback, but I know what you mean with this one. There's kind of a hunch, almost ready, sadistic yeah. way to get into. Yeah, I like it, and he could add his cape too. Damn, yeah. that'd be a cool. I made that figure. By the way, I made that figure about. Seven, eight years ago, almost one of the first customs I did for classics, I did that version of Skeletor. I had to sculpt his face and his hood. So it wasn't the most amazing looking, but yeah, I won't talk about me no more. Joe, you're a whore. I, I am. I'm a whore. I'm worse than you. I am the egomaniac. Hey, I, I'm not, I'm not put, pushing over anything about, you know, I, hey, well, I'm not selling anything here. I'm just selling <laughs> me. Me alone. Well, that might make you the whore then. <laughs> if you're selling yourself, wait a second. No, let's get back to this. Oh man, this is yeah. We're yeah, gonna, uh, this, this was a very exciting moment. He's like, other oh, uh, is it happening? Like, they're, they're really they're they're coming. Like the statement are actually like, God, this was so exciting on a Saturday night when this when this first aired. Especially when you don't know what's going to happen. Uh, that's what I mean. I don't know if back in that time when the internet was around, if they a knew spoilers. There were, like, he and I occasionally, like, I don't know how they found out, but sometimes spoilers would leak and they would post, like, episode synopsis in advance on Heman.org sometimes. Not to the sport, but like brief synopsis that would kind of give you an idea. Oh. And then just, some yeah. people would have, like, ideas and thoughts, like, in advance. And I, I it blew my mind as to like how the hell do they know this? Like they haven't released yeah. any information, but some people. Well, did. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't know. I love that other lack of uh, respect that uh, Ratlord showed to Cobra Khan. We pushed him off to yeah. the side and walked ahead of him there. That's pretty cool. And of course, more man arms and his gadgets. But yeah, like oh, uh, that's bullshit. Fans popping out. I was, of his shoulders. Yeah, I was just so antsy with this stuff. The thought of God, who is all going to come out of this pit? Just like you was wondering, is it going to be Squeeze, Snake Face? All are they coming? The thought of just Snake Face, God, because I wanted him so badly in the cartoon back then. Because he's my favorite was, Snake I, Man. He was. I was the same way about Squeeze. Like I just when those two arms pop up, like <gasps> Squeeze Man, I couldn't believe yep. it. Oh yeah, he's waiting. And I know you can't see it because it'd be on a higher shelf, but this shelf that's on the wall with my vintage figures is the same shelf that my dad made for me way back when I was growing up, and I've kept that shelf. And I put Squeeze in this pose where his arms are making an S, and I set him on the shelf, and I've never unposed him from that in all the time <laughs> I've had that figure. 
I'll have to touch oh, them shit. tearing off the oh. skin off their faces. That's badass. That was it. I lost it. I, I, yeah, th- I th- lost this, it. This I... is something to be excited about. And the voices, like, all their voices are good. Yeah. And then King Hiss is the last one to rise out with them all it watching. Was done. This, see, it was done. This bo- is why, people, you, I'm expecting balls to the wall, nothing but the best you've ever seen in terms of storytelling and epic moments from here on out. You know? Yes. And then, you know, oh. You just feel like, dude, sky's the limit. This is only going to get more and more epic with each and every episode and every season after this. And you go back to this this fight where you're seeing, you know, something you know that you you've seen a few times, but it's it's a great mix that you've got this fight going on with these two factions while this third faction is rising up. Mm-hmm. And Beast Man with more of his creatures that he has yeah. at his command. I always like that. Look at Tila's taking care of business. She can fight. She can get in there. And I, I as much as I rag on Tila, like I loved her look in this show. Like she's very yeah. beautiful, very striking. Sure. I just she know. kicked that thing's ass right there. Yeah. I mean, that's a big ass creature. It's just Oh, How there's my the uh, Dactyl uh, You like those? You like those? Oh, oh god, I hated <laughs> that. I didn't even buy it. I there's no there was some like I said, I think I bought two of the vehicles. I bought Damn, every and there one you of go. Them because I was like, I'm Did not you? messing on anything this time. Yeah, I bought I bought one, two of each, one to take out of the box and one to keep in the box. Oh wow! I um no, I couldn't. I was like, yes, they killed Shadows. I hate them. No, ah, <laughs> oh, there. I guess he's all right. God, what a horrible. Yeah, here's the no, part where Mechanic screams like, right? Not yet. Right, coming up right here. Ah! <laughs> My brother yep. just laughed so hard at that. And I knew it was here exactly. to making fun of Mecha and I'm like and I laughed because I'm like, son of a bitch, they're doing it again. Like just painting yep. Mecha Neck as this pussy. Yeah, and also the one good thing is you can also show that Stinkor is not like you said, a fart joke. He could be no, a very great warfare, character. Dude. Like, That's oh right. Look God. what he like, did. I've- yeah, he's a badass. Would you want that? Would you wouldn't want to be into any smell like that? I mean, it's like mustard gas. Your eyes are going to water. You're going to be blind. You're going to be coughing. You can't breathe. That's a hell of a thing to be fighting. I wouldn't want to fight Stinkor. No, I, and I gag easy, so I'd be throwing up. <laughs> so, yeah, like, Stinkor, like, needs to be just used a lot more. You know what? Leave it up to me. I'll put him in the story. I'll make, I'll make him the badass he deserves to be. Yep. Why Filmation decided they felt like they could not include Stinkor in Filmation? Hey, it's Clayface, but he looks like a lava character. No. Well, there's a, a character Batman Beyond, like the Fantastic Three, that looks a lot like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or or the the terrific trio. Excuse me. Terrific trio. God, got that bat box. That pretty pretty good. No, but that was a cool little creature that Evelyn did make up. Real yeah, quick. no, that it does is... look cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Jesus, that's a lot and of so weapons. That's why, that's why I felt like Pen and Arms is like, this is rich. No, of course, that was cool seeing Tri. You think he was too armed? He's too think he was too armed up? Like, oh. like look, he, he, just, that's why I feel like you know, He Man needs to be the most dominant person out there. And you got Man in Arms just, you know, Supermaned up all over the place. I just feel like, you can't yep. have that. Oh, he Man just decapitated that lava creature. That's yep. it. Someone bitch. Oh, not, I guess not. Better do something else with this guy. And Skeletor still hasn't really done much yet, has he? Mm-mm. Just, Not oh, yet. Oh, there we go. He, See, that's coming. what I mean. 
That's what you got to see with he, man. We got to see this power. See, when you have somebody turn into the most powerful man or woman in the universe, you got to see them showing these feats of strength that mean and show they are this character. And you see He-Man doing something like, my God, okay, yes, only He-Man could do this. There's things that She-Ra should be doing, but well, at least she didn't film Asia. Yeah, and that was, but, as I've said before, like, Man-in-Arms was just given way too much. Like, you know, he's just as strong as He-Man moments. Like, you can't do that. You can't have... Yeah, because there was the one episode, and I can't remember in this, when Man-in-Arms went nuts and had like a million guns. I was like, you know, that should have been Rio Blast. Rio Blast is the one that yeah, should have had that Yeah, Council scene. of Evil Part 1. Is that it? Yeah. Because yeah. while it was cool, I was like, nah, that, that should have been well, real black. Well, that cool is that Skeletor just kicked his ass right after that. Because I was like, that's that's lame. And then Skeletor just destroys him. Like, okay, you made up for it with that. Because that, that was awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, I think they finally took him out. I think he meant it's done. And, 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 it's, and see, this is a great way of, as this episode's going, like, you know, the heroic warriors, like, they get their ass kicked. Yeah, battle worn. Like you see like, that. It's, it's good to see that that in this and they lost to the evil warriors for a change. Yeah, and so you can see, like you said, look what happened with Man at Arms is Alpha getting shredded. He looks like he got his ass kicked. It's and you want to see it once in a while. It, it just gets you, you know, kind of like on you know the edge of your seat waiting. Oh my god, what's gonna happen in the you know for the next episode? And hopefully they can you know finish it off. But yeah, and, there we and go. this all this does is just help amplify what like the 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 stakes. You know, if Skeletor kicked their ass now, now something even bigger than Skeletor is coming. Like that's why I feel like it's so important to maintain this. You keep building, just like a great rivalry in a wrestling pay per view. You build it up for weeks and weeks and weeks. Oh and boy, here we are, ladies and gentlemen. Oh boy, here we go. I love that. Oh not, shit! Not not by your hand. Mm. And I, I did love King Hiss's design. Like, I was very impressed oh, yeah. with his design. It, it looked great. Hell yeah. They didn't do the gimmick of uh, somebody that looked like a nice, happy guy but that I tricks like, you. I, no, but I like that one a lot, though, too. That is it's, cool. Yeah. But this was just, if you want a badass King Hiss, they did it right right here. This was, yeah. oh my god. Yeah, that's, um, and then here come all them snake warriors and the other snake men and I do like how Skull just laughs. He balks at it. Like, he doesn't see mm -hmm. this threatening, which, you know, that's that's a great trait to have. And then doesn't quite realize what he's dealing with here. Yeah, and now he's activating his own home. He's activating things that Skeletor had no clue of what, you know, was happening in this place. St. Tri Triclops and Cobra Khan. Like, that should have been a longer fight. But it just really shows, like, Tongue Lasher taking out Beastman here. Like, these guys are bad, and they're here to stay. Oh, here we go. This is my part. Oh, yep, shit, I, I lost, lost, my I lost it. I, saw that. I did, I did too, oh, and it bam. I dead, man. It was, I was, I mean, it was over, man. When I fucking snake face do that, and then Merman was like, damn, it, it killed him. I could not believe it. Yeah, because yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, Jesus, he's dead. Merman is gone. And look at Evelyn taking her place over there next to King's. Mm-hmm. I like these snakes snapping on Skeletor's ankles and pulling them down. And Snakeface just comes in as just like the Goldberg of Look this. At that. You know, he's just taking out everybody. It's what I always said. It's like, man, if to me as a kid, I always made Snakeface like the leader because I was like, who could stop him? I mean, he's just turning everybody in stone. It's like, it's like you said, he's almost like too powerful. But it's still 
badass character. And it still could have worked, and that's something that in Look episode that. two they they turn him to stone. Like, what the hell were you guys thinking, dude? Like, you just don't have him use it all the time. Yeah. And this is this is a great sequence here, making Skeletor making bow. A bow. Yeah. Ooh, that's terrible. He has no eyes. And seeing the I admit, snake, I was kind of... that, yeah, yeah, that's see to me when I saw this, I'm like, oh my god, like I knew Skelter wasn't dead, but it was like that's such great imagery of being swallowed alive by a snake coming out of the ground. It was, it was like the imagery is like I I can't believe this, like I can't believe what I'm saying. This is absolutely unbelievable. We are set, ladies and gentlemen, for what's going to be the equivalent of a small dying rat after this episode. I uh, at this point, awesome. you're better off watching Joe eat live tarantulas next time as <laughs> what? to what happens next after yeah, this ass kicker of an episode. Because yeah, I'm saying, as awesome as it was seeing the Snake Man do all that, I remember I was pissed saying, "Oh, come on, man, don't be doing that to Skeletor." Because I love my Skeletor, but still, but that he was should an have awesome stayed episode. gone for most of the series, and then surprisingly comes back by Hordak. Hordak should have been the one to grant Skeletor, you know exit and escape from Hiss's spell and in return is expected to unleash Hordak but turns against him like god see I should have been a staff writer on this show it's like he would have gave you a different story arc for that but well that was that guys that was yeah. awesome I god I haven't watched that in a while and that got me going especially seeing the part with Snake Face and a lot of the other parts that yeah. was a great one Tremendous Let me pop badass. up badass well now guys it is that part of the show where you can ask us any questions you want, whether it's from the comic cartoon, mini comics, or anything, anything at all. Go ahead, pop it up in the chat room. We'll get to it. And while you're typing that out, I'm going to pass it to Tyler if you have any recommendations of anything or anything you want to say. I would say kind of uh, keeping in the spirit of what we were just kind of discussing already, like the Horde uh, Golden Book, uh, the hard, hard, hardcover book, where we – we get kind of a, a bit of a brief backstory on Skeletor as a student of Hordak who has kind of this humanoid face and decides to tamper with the black arts without Hordak's supervision, gets a little ambitious, tampers with it, and gets, you know, the face that we all know and expect. I don't like that origin, but I always thought it was such an interesting story, though, to begin with. And, um, and although, like, those books, like, they're kind of depicted in out of order like that book depicts the horde showing up for the first time in that book but then they show up in teeth of secret which in the book order comes before the horde and as a kid that always confused me i couldn't forget like well in this one he's being introduced to the horde but until the secret he man's already aware of the horde um but it, it's not a bad story um it's just kind of a fun horde story um an interesting take on um the backstory of Skeletor and the Horde in the Horde's presence. And a really unique, a very unique look for Skeletor's face. It's not been drawn anywhere like that before. No, and not ever since. It was just kind of one of those things, like, I'm sure that the artists who did that, like, we need to show Skeletor before Skeletor and having to come up with this kind of, like, ape-like, human-like face. It's kind of, I have it, no idea. Yeah, it's it's a very It's hard odd. to describe. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you just would have to to uh, to check it out but uh you know the horde from golden books most of those books are pretty good some some of some of the stories are kind of but river of ruin is another one i highly recommend too but this week's recommendation is the horde getting to see you know uh 
a little bit of backstory for Skeletor. Artwork leaves a little bit desired, but hey, you don't have to take my word for it. Ah, oh, damn it. Damn it all! There it went fell flat. You're supposed to have that sound. Shit. <laughs> Sounds like I went through all that for nothing. He's like, I botched it. I botched yeah, it. Yeah, I botched it. But hey, you know what? That's that's what makes us, you know, the 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 low budget Roger Corman version of 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 podcast. You know, we have no high production value. We have no like, you know, we don't do voiceover work. We're just us sitting in our homes talking about this stuff. Why not continue to validate? We're not trying to be, be something we're not, you know? So. Yeah, and we ain't going to edit this. Like I said, I mess up all the time, and yeah. I like screwing up. That's that's what I do. I do it all the time. But, Nathan, now if you're listening, you'd probably want to pop in and join us if there's going to be any questions that might be directed as you as well. And, plus, you might have seen some stuff in the chat room that I missed while we were doing the show. That's if you heard, and you can pop up on. We'll see. Or he might not. He might just say, forget it. Well, whatever. No, he he might be too, watching Nathan. the NBA Finals right now, watching on the Raptors and the Warriors right now. <laughs> Could be. you imagine? It's like, we can't even wrap it up. We're trying to go off the air, and we can't. We're or, like, or, okay, or guys. He, gotta... he, might, he might be, like, falling asleep watching, like, bad Nitro matches like this, you know, with his mouth wide open and his hair all poofed up. Because that's what he was doing late last night. He sent me a video of him watching High Voltage versus the Steiner Brothers. It's funny as hell because he was just ripping them apart and said, well, if you do it again – you got to do like commentary for like a Van Hammer match or something like that from WCW. Oh my God. I haven't heard Van Hammer in forever. <laughs> God. Wasn't he the one with the guitar or something? Am yeah, I right? the tie dye shirt and the blonde hair, kind of like a, oh. a, like a retro kind of hippie kind of thing. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, then I'll, we'll have I'll to send, see. Let me, I'll send Nathan a text to let him know we're um, doing questions now. All right. Because yeah, then I'll—I uh, don't know if I'll have to scroll up to see if I missed any questions. So that's why I said if you guys, if you asked any questions way up above earlier, you have to put them again because it might be the, hard to find put, them back. The, are people not waiting until we do this segment to put questions in? Well, sometimes they—they they already do it ahead of time. But um, well, let me get to Adam Gabbard. So Joe, Tyler, Nathan, if you are listening, what are your thoughts on the stuff that's video game related for Masters of the Universe and Shira? He said, "I seen all the details in his new." He-Man in Master of the Universe book. I didn't know there was anything in a book talking about it, but if you mean about the stuff from the past, it's like, uh, well, first the Atari slash Intellivision one. Even back then, and I love video games back then. And remember, that's the graphics we had, so we didn't look at it and say, boy, those are terrible graphics, because that's what graphics were like. It just, for me, was not fun. I, I hated that segment with the Wind Raider flying or trying to drop these little bombs on I don't know if it's supposed to be what the hell Skeletor, who's at the bottom. Then after you hit so many, then you go into Castle Grayskull and you're supposed to go past all this stuff and eventually get past these beam Skeletor shooting. And then once you touch him, you engage in sword battle and he disappears. But I don't know if you ever played it, Tyler, but God, that's one I did not like. Even then, I didn't like it. No, the only one I ever got to play was the um, uh, Game Boy Advance. Yeah, the Game Boy Advance game. That's the only one I ever got to play. I liked it. What do you think of that? Because I loved it. I remember the reviewers said, oh, I don't know. I thought it was fine. I couldn't beat it, but I thought it was fun to play. You know, I had no problem with it. And it it was good. I just remember, you know me, my obsession back then, and all the reviewers said, this game is too awkward to control. It's, it's, you know, three and three quarters isometric view or however they described it. They said, I don't like it. It's clunky and you can't move it. I moved it fine. And I thought it was actually fun. Yeah. So that was a fun game. We never in the United States got the PlayStation 2 version. Yeah. Was it PlayStation 2? PlayStation Man, that 2, pissed yeah. yeah, and it pissed me off. And I know they got it in the UK and some other places. And it looked like it would have been fun. And I think they didn't. They even have cut scenes and had the voice actors from the show doing the cut scenes. 
Yeah, see, for some reason here in the States, we kind of get the shaft of getting like these, you know, not getting everything, whereas the UK will get everything. And then some like they got, you know, I think they got a lot of the Snake Man figures over there, whereas we had to order them online over here if you wanted them. They got the video game. They got Titus and Megator. They got Scuba Attack and the Cliff Climber and Tower Tools. Yeah, you know? so many cool things. I think the only, like I told you, the Snake Man line. Italy and other places. I feel like anywhere but here got a lot of that cool stuff. They get mad. Back in the 80s, they had so much more than what we got. And then even currently, they got some stuff that we didn't. Mm -hmm. As for those Snake Men wave in the 2000X figures, that did a pop up at Aldi's. I remember at all places, Aldi's store had well, all this. We didn't have an Aldi's back then. We do now. Oh. Back then, I, I didn't never, had never heard of it. And of course, too, those figures were such shit in design. Like, it just, it's like the people who sculpted King Hiss, Rattler, and Cobra Khan, like, well, the horsemen are on lunch break, so we're going to get these guys to come in and yeah, sculpt them. I, just, I heard that, that. Now, was it all of them that were done, you know, that the horsemen didn't do, or did they do any of them? Because you're right, the snake well, men all, felt all, weird. All the figures that came out were all repaints aside from the three snake men. Like, uh, every, every, aside from, you know, like, you had Cyclone and Mechanic and Too Bad with Reverse Colors. Uh, you know, Man at Arms and, and He Man comes with like Snake Hunter, He Man, Snake Armor, He Man, which is the one I never did get that one because he was so hard to find and expensive. Like, even and it's a cool mine. figure, yeah, he's but, a cool um, figure, but yeah, everything else was just all variants except for those three Snake Men. And they, they, I mean, I bought them at a desperation and I, I convinced myself they looked all right when they really were not. Um, and they, they just looked like somebody else had done them, you know, there was they didn't have that detail and that edgy edging this to him that the horsemen had done. So I, I have no idea what the hell happened with that. I don't know if we you know what any answers about that. No. And the thing I'd love to see, I don't know if there's a way to petition, because I'm sure the horsemen still have it. Now, as you know, they did the staction line then. Mm -hmm. And the thing that we were supposed to get in staction form got canceled. Then we went to classic figures was when we were supposed to get that staction they did of Cobra Khan and Faker. And oh my God, they looked amazing. And we were expecting them. Didn't happen. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm sure the mold still exists. Maybe that's something we could even petition. See if they could do that as a PowerCon exclusive or just some other release. Give us the stations we never had because I'd buy the hell out of those two. I, it feels incomplete. You know what I mean? I feel like my stations are incomplete without them. Well, hell, I mean, I, I, I mean, I never got real blaster, jitsu, or mosquito, or a battle arm. Hema. I, I mean, I messed up on, on those last few myself, but um, yeah, that that's a lot. Even though I have all my stations boxed up, just because I, I don't like look finally too much on tooth. Even though the stations were a work of art, amazing, amazing. But, I, but yeah, I, I would be very interested to see what their designs would be for characters that we still didn't get, like Scareglow, like Ninjor. Blast Attack, um, Extendar, you know, give uh, give us, uh, oh, of course, oh, Battle Fist came out in that line, too, in the Snake Men line, which was, a, I think that, that was, that was pretty much like, I, I think that was done by the Horseman, I think. That one didn't, it was just that shitty name, all, be, all because of Kit Fisto from Star Wars, man. Star Wars, I remember shit. reading it. And God, I remember telling everybody, I was like, what's that? I was like, okay, that's Kit Fisto, but this is Fisto. I was like, he should still be able to be called Fisto. I was like, oh, it's got to be Battle Fist for toys, but he mean called Fisto in the cartoon. I was like, okay, my head exploded. I was like, I'm done. That's when I first started learning, you know, and hearing all that talk. About. I was like, man, I don't know what's going on. But there was a lot of crazy, like you said, legal stuff that made something not be yeah. called this because of that. And it's like, oh, Jesus. Well, um, okay, well, Zentron had a movie quote. Let's see if it's something that you and I can get. It's a catch. Is it? 
catch as a catch can. I'm making a salad. These guys are planning to cook grease burgers for themselves. That sounds kind of familiar, but I'm probably saying it wrong. I mean, probably from Mel Brooks' History of the World Part 2. <laughs> no, I mean, that sounds like something. Mm, I don't know. I guess Sorry. you're going to have to pop it up. That... Sorry I'm late. I was, oh, watching, no worries, bud. I, I was watching Mike Enos versus Hacksaw Jim Duggan on Nitro. Holy shit, I was just telling him, like, one of Nathan's, like, watching, like, a shitty match on, like, WCW Nitro and doing commentary for it. <laughs> yeah, you said Van Hammer. You brought up Van Hammer. Yeah. That's so like, like, oh, yeah, God, yeah Tyler put in a special request for me to watch a Van <laughs> Hammer match and uh, record a video later and send it to him. So uh, yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll look in the archives, and I'm sorry I didn't shut that door. So there, there's the shitter. That's where Nathan takes dumps. So if you no, I actually I don't take a dump in that one. That we got another bathroom. I go take a dump. That, that's your base. The other one's your base. Yeah. <laughs> well, I tell you, Zentron keeps bringing up Friday the Thirteenth quotes. He says part four. Brenda said it. Why don't I remember these crazy quotes? I just don't. Because he's them. not quoting anything memorable. He's just quoting any random piece of dialogue that still has that doesn't stand out. And thinks I'm a genius. I'm stopping all these guys here. It's like he quotes the line. Hey, someone hold the door there. That's not a memorable line in any movie. But he's, I guarantee you, he's sitting there, you know, laughing maniacally, wearing a fake, you know, slightly whiplash mustache, you know. <laughs> I got him again this week. You know? I, I mean, believe me, I love my Friday the 13th stuff, but d damn, I just, I don't know. I can't get some of those lines. And then uh, Sportman said maybe the mask well, makes him out of forget. Say, maybe. Ted, where the hell's the corkscrew? He doesn't say anything yeah. like that, you know. Yeah, that, we know anything. that one. Yeah, but he, that's the thing. He'll, he doesn't say anything memorable. He's just, I guarantee you, he's going to IMDb and looking up random lines fans are just throwing on there. I'll throw that one at. I, I've got him. I, I've got him again. Ty, uh, Tyler seemed uh, kind of angry tonight. Is anyone else getting that vibe? Is it just me? No, he's no, he's just he's into the stuff. I, I, yeah. I didn't get any anger vibes. Just that we were uh, getting intense. Now, Nathan, did you? Well, that, that, you that's know who that... I am on this part. I'm the guy that's like, man, that guy's really angry all the time. He's got a lot of problems and stuff. You know. Well, if, I don't, like we, if, if I don't deliver on that persona, then I feel like people are going to like, what the hell's wrong with Tyler? You know? That, yeah, it could be kind of off. But Nathan, I need you to scroll up, see if there's anything I missed. Now, I couldn't remember if uh, Stephen That's it? Brick's That's all, AFOL. We only got two questions and, and a bad movie. Well, I thought, well they kind of <laughs> were having a, just a little comments back and forth with each other, but I thought Stephen Brick said something way earlier, but I know it, it'd be hard for me to go back and find all that. So if I thought maybe if Nathan could scroll up, I swear he had a question for us, but that was earlier when we were, um, damn, I'm trying to scroll up now just to see if I can see something. Anthony Albanese, I don't know if I said thank you for joining us, but he joined us while, and so did T-Dog. So there was, a, there was some people that joined us that I missed. I missed so much stuff. But I uh, did, did you get the question of how many star comics were released? Yeah, we got, got that one. Okay. We answered that with, thir yeah. Oh, wait a second. I think I found, um, Sportimus. There. Okay, Sportimus said, a question for all three later. He says, what key Masters of the Universe figures did you want so badly as a kid but never got until later on in your life? He said, any other toys and other lines, you know, with the same situation as well? Well, Sportimus, as for me, I got every Masters of the Universe figure, but I always thought, Nathan's like, here, Tyler's like, here we go. But, you know, I always thought, hey, Gigantosaur, Megator, Hero, Eldor, you know, you know, Tiny's Magator, all them. And it never happened. But then to find out that, yes, 
all that did happen, except, you know, of course, Gigantosaur, but in kind you know, of Italy and other countries. Joe likes to brag about being Italian, and yet Italy was the ones that got them. Yeah, some bitch. Oh, did that piss me off? I remember seeing it in a toy magazine. I flipped it like, what? What? I lost my mind. I was like, I hate everything. This isn't right. And then, I, of course, here comes the internet, and then it was the savior, and I got everything. But, of course, that laser power He-Man that I have, He's incomplete. I just uh, put a random armor from one of the accessory packs on him. But uh, as for other things as a kid, if there was stuff that I did want, I wanted the hive. But I remembered we didn't have the money for that or the room. because So Joe went out and got Sektar- a horse nest and played with that. Fuck, I'm getting stung the shit out of me. That's why I wear the mask. You see underneath the mask, I have all these scars and stuff. When I was a kid, when I got small. my girl. Yeah. Oh, that's all. Oh, poor kid died. But, um, oh, poor kid. But no. Um, I besides Masters of the Universe, like I said, I had some Thundercats. I love Sectars, and damn it, I want that Hive, and that was massive. I mean, it was massive, but we couldn't get it. And some of the other figures, but I guess um, I can't think of any other main. But I mean, definitely the Hive set itself, and sure, some Sectars if I didn't have them. But what about you, then, Tyler or Nathan? Remember any lines he said too? If it ain't Masters, anything. Um, Jitsu, Clawflin, Clamp Champ, and Squeeze. I mean, I, I, I know you said three, but like I wanted those four. I mean, again, I didn't have Buzz Off from Mechanic, and I desperately wanted them and Roboto, but th- those are the ones that came to mind because I, I, I so desperately wanted Jitsu and Clawful after Clash of Arms. And then seeing Clamp Champ being the first black character, I'm like, who, I, I, who is that guy? I want, to see, I, I want, to, I want him and Squeeze because I just thought, like, I, the snake out with long arms, like, here's my money if I had any. Um, Thundercats, pretty much everybody, you know, especially Lion Oak. Brave Star, I wanted Tex, Hex, and Sandstorm, desperately bad. I wanted all the Bionic Six, um, Big Boa, and Croc Master from G.I. Joe, and the Co- G.I. Joe Defiant. Um, you know, Sectars, I didn't own any of those. I wanted a lot of the Rock Lords. I wanted, uh, God, I'm having flashbacks. You're right. The Rock Lords would have been great. You know, one, one line I remembered I did collect, and I had some, and I couldn't find them all, and they were just – they were fun. Were the Ghostbusters figures, the ones that, mm. you know, would do the crazy things, you know, with the granny goodness that open up and the craziest oh, yeah. toilet, the mailman. I was into those for a while, and uh, then I didn't see all of them, but I still got those. I was into those figures, yeah. yeah. You know, any, any real Ghostbusters. I mean, of course, I had, you know, Ecto-1 and – uh, the four Ghostbusters and the the tall plus Stay Puft and the firehouse eluded me until somebody <laughs> saved you. Until, until, right until someone came out of the shadows and says, "Here you are." You know, go ahead, who, Nathan. Who who was that jackass? Anyway, uh, mine was. He's, he's the biggest Van Hammer fan I've ever known in my life. <laughs> God. <laughs> Dude, Van Hammer sucks. PN News is where it's at. All right. Anyway, um, Technodrome was I, that that always stuck out the most to me as a kid because I I remember specifically asking for it for Christmas and didn't get it that year and didn't get it for a while and then eventually, eventually I, I think this was Christmas uh, three four years ago. Uh, my dad had got me one complete and in box and I was like. Holy shit! Uh, so that, yeah, that that was a cool moment. I, there's not any other ones really that come to mind off the top. Because you head. had pretty much everything, Nathan. Yeah, was yeah. Everything. Nathan oh, was yeah. like like you. He, if yeah. I had known Nathan as a kid, he'd have been another one of those kids who had every damn cool GI Joe, He Man figures, Thundercats. Who the hell else knows what else he had that he sold in the yard sale? 
that I've been so envious to play with because I, I had, I just knew an abundance of kids that were like that, that that were had all kinds of great action figures, and I just thought, man, they got all this really cool stuff, and, and they just give it away. We had we had a kid in the neighborhood that was just like Nathan that did have pretty much everything, and it was always cool to go over his house and see all the stuff he had, but. Yeah, I guess we're all not lucky enough like Nathan. But hey, uh, yeah, but, not always got to turn you a place at, you know, when we were kids. Well, hey, that that's a different story. But um anyways, now let's go to Zentron. Um Zentron said now you know, he's like, what would be the fun in doing these quotes if you could get them e- couldn't, you know, could get them easily because he said, by the way, Tyler, he says, I have the Friday the thirteenth scripts. So that's why he's picking out all and these. And just crazy pulling things. out every obscene minute piece of dialogue thinking he's got them. he's got one up on you there, Joe. I'm yeah, telling yeah, you, he here, I'm calling you out right now. That's right. Just because Joe's the up. script does not make it a reason to quote it. Do not understand <laughs> the concept of quoting movies here. I'm sure he's going to have a crazy one next week. He'll probably do it for you, I bet. But, yeah, uh, he'll quote <laughs> Mario Hemingway saying, Daddy, stuff it, or something like, you know, just from Superman, from Superman 4. Like, <laughs> you know, or, so, or like some throwaway line that one of the kids says in the classroom with Jeremy or something like that, and he thinks he's well not me because he's quoting... <laughs> One of the kids in Jeremy's class, like, I'm not giving you credit on that at all. Oh, crap. All right. Well, Sportimus said, if you could keep only one Masters of the Universe line, which would it be? Well, for me, definitely, it's it's the vintage. Not only because it's just so much nostalgia and memories connected with it, but, I mean, I just loved I loved the, the action features for them all. I mean, of course, the memories of it, but they're fun. Now, don't get me wrong. The classics are amazing. They're breathtaking. They're taking what we had from, you know, the past and upgrading them and giving them more articulation and more detailed sculpts. And they're amazing. The 2000 X figures are great. And especially with the stacks are just breathtaking. But I mean, still the vintage lines, they look fantastic too. And they inspired so many other toy lines because of that different kind of bulky design. How many knockoffs of masters of the universe were back then. So for me, I would I'd keep that. I'd never get rid of my vintage line. Like I said, I didn't get rid of my, my vintage shelf. So for me, I, it'd be the vintage line I would never get rid of. Tyler? Vintage. Hands down. Okay. Nathan? Yeah. Uh, new Adventures. Uh, I, I, uh, <laughs> hey, some people find I, that. I, some I, people. I, honestly, I would, uh, I'd probably go classics, but that's that's just me. But it's Nathan okay. is starting right, to keep... dabble heavier and heavier into vintage here, people. <sighs> yeah, uh, actually, thanks to my parents, there was a flea market uh, in our neck of the woods this past weekend, and actually got uh, Stinkor, Spikor, Fisto, Jitsu, uh, Cobra Khan, uh, Zodak. Uh, no, not complete. Uh, but uh, most of the guys do have the necessities. They're not like okay. just completely naked and missing an armor. So yeah. So if and, I was to guess And oddly quick, enough, was... oddly enough, I got this one too, which just happens to be on Tyler's tank top this week. How That's right. That? Yeah. Where'd you get Where's that tank the... top? I got it at Banana Republic. They have an uh an uh an actually like an exclusive line called the Rotten Tomato line, which is like yeah. I was told is like a knockoff of that guy. Who just insists on putting silly stuff on tea public? Really? They really do have a rotten tomato. Are you serious, or is this a joke? <laughs> you, you jackass! I thought you were serious. Like, did they really call it that? Because you call me a rotten tomato. I was like, did they really call this rotten tomato line? God I thought you were almighty, dead, man. 
I thought, damn, that's a coincidence. But um, and Banana Republic it... of all, I can get an Overlord T-shirt of Banana Republic, man. <laughs> I don't even know what the hell. I've never been into a Banana Republic. I don't I'm think we got one out here. It sucked, but just knowing you bought that and I called the <laughs> well, it proves. I just, I don't know what it is. I've never been in a Banana Republic. I don't even know if we got one around here. I, I don't know what kind of clothes <laughs> they sell. <laughs> could I don't you, know. Could you imagine Joe walking into a Banana Republic? Though, what like, is just, it? It, well, it's it's just a like it, an upscale just, clothing store almost yeah. like, and I want to oh. upscale like not like a Barney's in New York, but it's like considered like a top tier like clothing. So store. I'd be out of place. And okay, gotcha. Well, hell, I yeah. walked into one in Charlotte with Nathan. Like, God, there's nothing in here. Like, and I just walked the hell out because I, I, it was always been hyped up like. Banana Republic, Banana Republic. This was also back in the time period too, when Tyler was wearing those distressed jeans that like had holes in them. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. you're spending you're spending eighty to hundred dollars on a pair of jeans when I could just take this pair and like cut some holes in them for you. And back then, Nathan thought he was better than me at everything. No, including, including how we dress too. So. <laughs> You know. This was back when, yeah, he was going. What was it, Hollister? You're going into all the time. You, you're like, you're buying like eighty dollars shirts, yeah. and I'm like, what are you doing, man? And he had like yeah. his, he had like piercings in his, in his yeah, ear. Yeah, I, I, I had. Uh, and and he had his eyebrow pierced. pierced. Yeah, I did five piercings. In really? My head. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Wow. Had, uh, yeah, two in each ear, and then I had a stud in my eyebrow. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. It, it wow. Was, it, yeah, I, I, it was. Uh, I remember Any when he did it. Any pictures exist? Any pictures, Nathan, exist of this, Tyler, mm, or no? I th- there's got to be some floating around. There has uh, to. We got to see that shit. We have got to see that. I even had like the like a Hulk Hogan kind of Fu Manchu thing going. Yeah, on. you did. Yeah. Oh my god! I remember. Yeah. yeah oh man, what what, oh, what a time to be alive, ladies yeah. and gents. I was going oh, to pick up tricks, and nobody gave a shit. He was. So. <laughs> Doing it much like everything else, doing it yeah. to pick up chicks. Pick up chicks. You're trying to be the best at X Men Arcade and Mortal Kombat 2 to pick up chicks. And nobody gave a shit, you know? Oh, right. But uh, right, I, so- there, there might be, but I don't have any. I'm, I'm sure there are pictures of me with those piercings and stuff like that. That too, would be know? cool to see. That would. Um, Zentron, well, the question you had, I think I kind of answered, but I'll say it anyways. He said, What figures that the UK got? that you have been a- unable to get. Well, at one time it was Titus Megator, the laser figures, but I got them all. So of course I have all. Did. Yeah. But, and one with that amazing deal, I already told the story. I won't tell it again, but uh, either way. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome. <laughs> wait, now, yeah, wait laser- hey, can you tell us the story about the Spider-Man jacket again? <laughs> He's like, please tell us about this content. And That's when Tyler like, just clicks off. You should say that, and he picks it up off the ground. And... <laughs> that be t- what be something like? I keep this shit around me, just like, please mention Spider Man. Please mention something about this old figure. And I'm like, look. But, uh, and Joe no, uh, puts it on, and then he starts changing shoes like Mister Rogers, and starts telling us all, "You guys are all really good at video games, but just not as good as me." Wouldn't it be rotten if I said something like that? But, uh, oh, geez. Yeah, because then Brown says, Battle Armor He-Man, I think he said, is always wanted. he always wanted him, but I actually made his own a few years ago. We have to post pictures online, Zen Brown, of what you do with your own Battle Armor He-Man. Did you just Kevin put Sharp's- Play-Doh on a He-Man? I, I, that's what I mean. I'd like to see it. So post pictures <laughs> on Facebook. Uh, I, I mean, Sharp- it, it, it can't. Uh, do I? Do I? Dog Joe, encourage like, Joe to like. I, well, I was like, it, these? yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> I've been uh, trying to hide something. I can't tell if it can be shown too well because I'm not really close to it. But there's that work in progress. All it needs is painted um, tomorrow. But in the slime pit, uh, yeah, you can go be able to see it. Anyways, I in the see slime it. pit, I see, I see it. it. Yeah, there's 
plastic and you see all sorts of stuff, but I did sculpting onto a figure back there. Once all that sculpting settles and sets, I can take it off and I can remove all the plastic. Then I'll paint it and then they'll have that nice glow-in-the-dark slime that can attach to the claw from the mouth onto the body of Roboto. And for a little bonus on his little gun that he has, I have little drips of slime as a little bonus accessory too. That's so. badass. Nice. I, I can't yeah. wait to uh, receive that in the mail because I actually got a uh, Roboto in on Saturday, so I got that sitting up on the shelf. Okay, and there. he has all three right. weapons: he has the gun and the claw, and then yes. he has the axe. Okay, good. Yes. Okay, because this is all right. Cool. Um, yeah, Kevin Sharp, I think this is when we were talking about like you know some figures and other things. He said He Man never had the original vintage. Then Beast Man, Merman, Triclops. He said I missed out. Uh, he said I only originally owned Skeletor, Man at Arms, Manny Faces, and Ram Man. It's always cool hearing everybody's stories of when they grew up and what they That's had. That's true, because he told us that at the comic book show that me and Nathan uh, talked to him at a while back. Oh, well, we, oh, yeah. uh, we got to get Kevin on the show. That way he can talk about his experience with just, uh, just the property yeah. as a whole. Because last, last time we just talked about uh, his art and how he got into it and how sick he is at putting Tyler's face in everything that he does. Uh, no, he would rather just see me put my face like, you know, maybe his batman next time like, oh my maybe, god you know maybe it's like a new thundercat character or something like all right that. i'll put yeah. it up to the, the i'll new... put it up to the chat would you <laughs> robert pattinson batman or tyler batman i, I feel yeah, i feel I like i know not, where I, this is going I, I i clearly like i would be more than happy to throw it like daniel craig did for james bond the first blonde haired batman it would be tremendous I mean, it would Can be I have a question? Oh, no, hey, no, 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 no. Val Kilmer was, no. What? Yeah, he was more brown hair, though. No, that what was blonde. That? When, that you was said, blonde. when you said Robert Pattinson as Batman, what do you, what do you mean? Uh, what do you mean? Uh, what do you mean? Uh, yes. Robert Pattinson is cast as Batman in the Matt Reeves Batman movies that they're getting ready to do. What, they Ben Affleck ain't Batman no more? <laughs> no, he dropped out like last Joe. Year. Uh, really, no, Joe I, really, I really, Joe really does live under a rock, doesn't he? Yeah. I don't watch this stuff. I don't watch any trailers or news, so I there's, didn't know what was going no trailers. on. It's just, it's like very prominent news, yeah. No shit. Oh, God, he doesn't seem like he'd fit the role at all. God, I okay. know they should have cast me to play it. Ugh. All right, well, here, this, this next one is coming to you guys with something, and I don't care if you talk about it because I didn't see the trailer, so if you talk, I don't care. But <laughs> New Adventures, New Adventures He-Man says, what are your thoughts on the Rambo Last Blood trailer? So you guys can talk about it. I just didn't watch it because I was like, I'm not watching the trailer. Um, I'll Tyler, you go ahead and go. Well, uh, I'll let Tyler go because his, his face is kind of telling you what he's thinking. I um, mean, okay. I, I honestly, do we need it? No, not really. Uh, it looked all right. It, it, I mean, it looked fine. Like I, I will go and see it, but I sort of I felt like his the, last one he did. The last one he did, I loved. I loved. Yeah, that I, I thought I kind of thought that that was like a good stopping point. But if you want to keep going, I know that the the story seems kind of interesting enough. He's kind of brought on to like go against what is it? Uh, go against like a Mexican, Mexican cartel. cartel. Yeah. yeah. Um. I think it'll it'll turn out okay, but once yeah, again, the last one he made at home, right? The last one he made home went back home to his dad. And yeah, like, hey, that was a nice ending, you know. But okay. but right. but we're at a point too that like, why do we keep drudging up all of these old franchises? Like, let's just kind of put it like everything was great. Let's just leave it there and uh, let's move on. And, but people can't seem to let go of some of that stuff. But, uh, 
Well, it was how he, uh, what it was like bringing Rocky Balboa back in, into the, the Creed films. I, uh, why not? But, but at I, the same I, time, with that, like, I didn't think that was a bad idea, though. You know, like, I, I don't want to see another solo Rocky film, but I thought this is a way of getting, having your cake and eating it, too. Like, giving us another Rocky film, but it's not a Rocky film, it's a spinoff. And, um, I mean, with this one, I was, I mean, I was, kind of intrigued by it and the trailer's not bad but it didn't impress me either like uh, you know i'll see it because i like to support stallone's work um but i just feel like apart from like part three like even though four is fine i don't find myself going back to rewatch it that much you know since you know it's probably been many years since i have watched it i tend to watch one two and three all the time I, I, I'm. Uh, it comes out in September, the same month as the It Part Two. Like it's gonna get crushed. Like I don't know what part of September, but I kind of feel like that's a bad time to be releasing, like a notable franchise movie like Rambo. Does Rambo come out in the same week or as It or it's, how close? I don't think it's Let's the same. Look. It's not the same week, but it's in it's in September, and It is gonna own September. Um, well, I, the thing is, too, I, I don't think that uh, movies have, have as much of a lasting power at the box office. Like you look at Avengers, like Avengers to me, I think yeah. that's pretty much done. That's yeah, gone. like well, yeah, like it, it's not gonna break the Force Awakens record. So that's why I'm saying, like, it's sort of the the flavor of the week. Yeah. Uh, it may be. Week two, it does fine, but after that, like, there's just a, a steady drop off because the window two between theatrical release and especially digital, because now it's like digital, you can buy it, buy it now, and then you got to wait a month if you want to get it on Blu-ray. So uh, that window is just getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Uh, depending on its budget, I, I'm sure it'll it'll be fine. Okay, worldwide, by the way, I just want to say worldwide. Avengers beat the Force Awakens, but not domestically. Yeah. Domestically, yeah. yeah, yeah, I got you. But okay, but it well, just, that... I, I, I just, just to, to to close in on that though, it's just that, you know it's unfortunate because Stallone and Arnold's films have not done very well financially. Like the Creed films did did well. Well, it, well, the you know, Expendables it, did okay. Yeah, but they were not like like the first one did good, and then like the profits like decreased like mm -hmm. with each film, like they didn't get better, and the second one. You know, with Van Damme showing up and Arnold's in it and Bruce Willis and Chuck Norris, like as much fun as that was, you know, it just, they're not as, and they're still talking about doing a fourth expendable. Yeah. Like, I, they, yeah. I well, just, that's, I just, I, I want Sloan and Arnold to do well with their films. I don't want them to be steadily heading down the path to where I'm like, it's at this point where they're just doing like straight to video shit, which Stallone's already dabbled in that, you know, years ago. Yeah, but the, it's not it's not as uh, dire as it is for Bruce Willis right now. It Chapter Two, September sixth. Rambo, September twentieth. So there's a couple weeks. Oh, okay, there's okay. a couple weeks in there for Wiggle weeks. Room. I almost, in a way, I wish those would have been reversed because I think it being a little closer to Halloween time would have probably brought well, even more yeah, people. But either way, hell, like why wouldn't they? Like, I, I, I and that's what I I don't understand that it's like here's a big tentpole horror film that's going to do well. Oh well, let's release it in July. <laughs> You know, it's like it's like Put it out when, in October. when John Wick came out, they released the first one in November, the second one in February. It's like, why would you do it? But the third one in prime time summer season, like 
it, yeah, like Nathan said, that should have been saved for like the first Friday in October, so it can it can clear the entire month of October. Love some good Halloween, yeah, stuff around well, Halloween I'm time. Just some perfect, shitty but... like Annabelle movie or another Conjuring film or Paranormal Activity, <laughs> the reboot. You know, scaring don't, at don't you, please you know. don't say I don't want that shit to happen. Please don't. But all right, well, hey, I wanted to get back to some of these people. Anthony Albanese oh. did want to mention some of the figures that he would have liked from lines would have been. Lost World of the Warlord and Warrior Beast by Remco. And those were, again, things that were, you know, not knockoffs, but were inspired by Masters of the Universe. So, yeah, those lines, yeah, I would have loved to have gotten a lot of those, but unfortunately I didn't. But um, let me see. Uh, Sportimus. Sportimus had, well, uh, now Tyler's going, God damn it. He's like, this is my stick and everybody's taking it. But I, you know said, what? I'm glad everybody's taking it. I love uh, no, Sp- Of course Sportimus, you are. Of course you are, Ben Sport- Hammer. <laughs> a movie a mo- movie quote from Sportimus is, they're such beautiful children. What happened to you? Um, I don't know that one. So now I'm going to have to wait and see. I don't know about you, Tyler or Nathan, but I do not I know that movie shit. quote. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm done. <laughs> so, Sam Brown's like, don't you get people, mad. Like, two people still stealing my shtick here. Like, you all think you're pretty funny, don't you? You think you're clever. Zen Brown said, "Don't get mad because Zen Brown's improved on your gimmick, Tyler. See now they're giving you shit." But but can you guys put on a tank top and and pull off the crossed arms, uh, just anger look, as good as he can? <laughs> what such style and profile as I? Oh have, you know? yeah, okay, yeah. Whatever you, what, whatever you say, Ric Flair. Spartamus wanted to say to you, Nathan, hey, said, Nathan. "Come to the vintage just side." Like that. I, I I was actually talking to Tyler about this when I showed him the picture of because my my parents were at that flea market and I was like if you guys find anything why does it feel like there's just like stuff in my eyes anyway I was like you guys find anything take a picture text me and they did and I would see him I'm like well pick this this I would call him get this one this one this one this one when I should have just altered the the photo and just circled everything and just sent it back to him it probably would have been easier that way but I was talking to Tyler and I'm like. I'm really getting into the classics, starting to build up that collection. I have a few vintage, and now that they've done this, I'm like, I, I guess I almost, in a way, have no choice but to kind of start. Now, I, I don't, am I going to go, I, I got to have everybody complete? Uh, probably not. But yeah, I don't see Nathan I, doing that, yeah. I, I mean, as long as, like. Let me just, guess, your jitsu, like, let me, I'm going to say something. I bet you jitsu and fisto don't have their swords, do they? That's my no, guess on those. No, yeah, okay. no, they, they don't. I, and I that mean, you got you got to think about it too. Like the ones that they have here, I was just lucky that they actually had like their chest pieces on. Cause most yeah, of the time, you, 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 yeah, you find them in there. It's just like the, the loincloth and yeah, everybody's naked. So mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to be so, if I'm going to do it, I'm not going to be so obsessed with the accessories as just having the figure itself, like just in a complete yeah, with there's the nothing worse than when you go to those damn places or you see somebody online send 20 bucks and it's merman, no outfit, no sword, no nothing. I'm like, oh my god, you're not gonna get $20 uh, for that merman yeah. figure. You'd be lucky to get two. So, but uh, well, I think we got everything. If I missed anything, guys, I apologize. But uh, yeah, there was a lot of activity in the chat room, we appreciate it. So, I just want to say, um, Thank you for joining us in the chat room. It was great having you. I hope you're going to be here next week. For anybody new that's listening or anybody here in the chat room, make sure you like, subscribe, share, and ring that bell down there to get notified so you can always hear when we're going live because sometimes it might not be Sunday at 9. It might be a different time. might be a different day. But, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. So until next time, have a powerful day. I don't know you. I don't like you. As of now, I'm all over you. Hmm.
this is one actually, unlike the other ones, the past four times he said it where I just basically gave up, I feel like I should know that. And Nathan better know this one. Damn. Um, I, but I'm going to bow out. I admit it. I'm going to say I don't, I don't know that one. I'll have to see if Nathan gets it. And if he doesn't, we'll wait in the chat room. If they don't, do you know that, Nathan? I I'm, know that uh, I do. Like, I, I'm having a brain fart. I, <laughs> I watched Mike Enos and Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Like, what would you expect from me? <laughs> Mike Enos. Oh my God. Another blast from the past. That, well, they, they, and they tried to put him over on commentary too. It's like, oh, he's really got a shot at winning this match. I'm like, Oh, he, he doesn't. He never did. Mike but, Enos. Oh my God. Didn't he have long hair like in the back? Or didn't he have one of those? Yeah, like he had a bit of a mullet. Or, yeah. Well, no, mullet, actually. Mullet, yeah. yeah. No, no. I think he had a mullet for a bit, but then like he, he, Shaved that off and just went for a shorter cut. Yeah, because I thought he had the mullet for a while. Wasn't he in a, in a tag? Wasn't he the Beverly Brothers or who the hell was the Beverly Brothers? Wasn't there? Um... No. no, that wasn't the Beverly Brothers. Okay, but that's <laughs> what that's what I like about WCW. They had all these weird because they just had so many people on the roster like ro right. Roadblock. Well, oh wait, Beverly Brothers was WWF in the time. Oh, yeah. and Sportimus said the answer was Uncle Buck. I don't even remember that. Damn, I don't. It wasn't in Uncle Buck. He said it, he said the answer. No, the answer was, to his was Uncle Buck. Oh. So yeah, what's your answer? Nobody can get it. What the hell was his quote anyway? His was about like something about the kids, uh two goodling kids, what happened to you or something. I, I missed where it was. Uh um What's the answer to I, your quote, Tyler? Hit us. Oh, Matt Wilson from Encino Man. Oh, Damn it. Hey, didn't they just have didn't that just uh, have its uh, 20 some year anniversary recently or something being released? I think I think it was recent, like a couple yeah, weeks ago. I, I don't I know. I thought like 20, 25th anniversary years. or something like that. Yeah, I think it's been oh, a long okay. time, dude, because that came out in 92. Two? Yeah, it was It was like right after Terminator 2, I think, had come out. Like, yeah, like so it's we're well past 25. Yeah, wow. man, and see, you know, man, you feel old. I, I, should, I should have known. I know, makes you feel old, old, but no, just like you said. Table. Yeah, Nathan should have known that one. Yeah, I guess so. Um, <laughs> oh, good. No, I was gonna say, did you see that, Joe? Were you uh, are you too busy stealing purses from women and hiding the in the? In no, the I seen Encino Man. No, I seen I seen Encino Man, but I, I don't know, maybe like, like three once. times, like once. <laughs> yeah, and because you didn't like it, Joe. Okay, no, I liked it. It was good, but um, no, why, I was, why don't I believe see, guys, you? <laughs> no, it was it was good. I'm calling you out here, Joe, next live on the podcast. Don't you shut me off here. <laughs> I'm demanding to know. In the rest hey, of the I, I haven't hit the button yet. You guys keep going. That's yeah, fine. What the hell's wrong no, with Encino, man? No, no, I actually did like it. It's just, it's been a long time. Like I said, I think I've seen it th three times. Three times, Well, maybe, three but times, I you ought to remember something about it. The only, th um, the only I, things you care about are nugs, chilling, and grindage. Okay, and I think I'm... Um, what about this I, I'll see you guys... Yeah, oh, the nugs and everything. Yes, I, I know. Yeah, he did that. That's all. Betty, Betty nugs. Yeah, see, see, so I know some parts. But no, see you, guys you, can't, you can't mooch off somebody else. Yeah, see, and just repeat that, you phony. I'm all right. Okay. All right. See you guys next time. Joe, Joe's really got to go. I guess he's got to like take a shit I, or something. I, no, I, I do, but I'll see you next <laughs> time. I really, I'll catch you guys. I, I, I got to go. I'm sorry. I, I'll be back. <laughs>